Not right. Will Ferrell. Right. <laughs> Not Will Ferrell. Dark Will Ferrell. Dark nigga Will Ferrell. <laughs> she know you fatty. <laughs> I kind know you fatty. Just Will Ferrell, but with a goatee that's black and drawn all the Sharpie. Ultra instinct Will Ferrell. <laughs> right. Hi, welcome to Table Stop. This is a podcast where four best friends talk about board games, video games, and mostly just random bullshit. I'm Dan. I'm Ritter. I'm Rainy. And I'm Kyle. Hey, we did it, guys. Woo! Now, guys, I want to bring it down a moment. Before we start this podcast, I want to have a moment of silence for my boy, my girl. Moy? Grumpy Cat. He was a good moy. It was a girl. Let's take a sec. Let's just take a moment. So, what was this now? Grumpy cat died. Is there a specific grumpy cat? Yep. I thought there were just multiple cats that looked that ugly. No, it was her. It was the one. Or perhaps the one not true ugly. Maybe cat. just mad. She was only nine years old. She died so young. Are pugs ugly? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's why there's the phrase "pugly." Well, I mean, because I've heard people be like, "Oh, look how cute he is! It's so ugly, it's cute." Yeah, that's Does a that thing, happen? and it's definitely a thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a curve. I don't get it. But I had or is one it a Venn dog. diagram. Oh, I don't know. yeah. I had one dog that was so hideous. It was like it was one of those wiry hair ones, and it was like half bald, and the hair was all fucking crazy, and it just looked like the this ugly little rat that was all wiry, and I was like, I would die for her. So she it's was like just so cute. It's so like so the sweet. people who like the garbage pail kids, right? Like exactly hey. that thing, right? <laughs> I or the troll I, dolls. Hey, they're just hideous. The garbage pail kids are coming back. That's the best part. So are they? Were they only ever a sticker? Well, uh, there was a sticker. Uh, There are little tiny figures. There was also a movie. You just collect them. It's like asking what Pokemon cards do. Yeah, well, Pokemon cards you play a game with. Yeah, there is a game. Damn. Is there a game you can play with the garbage pail kids with? Uh, We could make one. Sorry, it's like baseball cards. You collect Uh, baseball cards. Oh. And you can't do anything with them. It's like that, but ugly. What's the point of baseball cards? What's the point of collectible cards that don't have a game attached to them? Let's go even further back. It feel special to collect them. What's the point of being a fan of a player on a sports team? Well, it's like, yeah, I like that guy. That guy's my guy. Doing that thing, I I like him. I mean, you could say what's the point of being a fan of anything at that point. Then we could go even further back and just be like, what is the point? People who like actors. Like, why do you care if a certain actor is in a thing? You don't know who they are. They're playing somebody who isn't even them. You might like. I I have to disagree because I love Will Ferrell and like I love that dude. And if he's in a movie, I get excited because oh my god, Will Ferrell's in that movie. I love that guy. I got to see that movie. But what like, if he's I've playing a terrible movies. character? He's doing a good he's job at it. Up. I know he is. He's I know not the he's character. Doing a great job. He's, he's an actor exactly. portraying he's the character. He's not the character. But it's his yeah. job portraying the character. I like his voice. I like his look. He's a really good actor. He's very good at getting into character. He does a really good job. The only reason I would care about actors would be their acting talent. Like, so yeah, yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I, don't, acting I, talent. I can't think of an immediately bad actor off the top of my head, but like Josh Brolin. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. He is the best actor. If Tommy Wiseau was in like the next. Godzilla movie or something, I would probably be a little, I'd probably be a little upset about that. Oh hi Martha. <laughs> but Josh oh, Brolin, Kidora. love Josh Brolin because he's just. Yeah, tear me apart, Martha. <laughs> As it literally tears him apart. There's also like actors, and I, I'm very conscious about this. Kyle is not, which I can't blame him because it does kind of ruin some stuff. But I am very conscious about if an actor or an actress does something very terrible in real life. 
that will heavily skew whether I want to see a movie that they're in or not. Like, I don't want to give examples because I don't want to like bring this down or anything for real. But just like if an actor or an actress does something very bad, I'm not going to want to support them by going to pay to see this movie or something like that. If it's a movie I desperately want to see, I might bootleg it later on. Allegedly. 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 But uh, right, right. Right. Dan, overdub Allegedly. that with purchase legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good clean but slice. Like, so I might do that. If they're an especially, especially bad actor or actress, I don't even really want to see the movie at all because the whole time they're on screen, I'm going to be thinking, that dude fucking sucks. Remember when that guy did that thing? He's such an asshole. He's the worst. That's a bad person. And it's just going to it's just gonna ruin the whole thing for me. I'm pretty conscious about that. Kyle tries to stay out of it, which is smart. It's a smart thing to do because then you can enjoy stuff. But I like to be really... A, uh, conscious of all the stuff going on around me. Well, that's fine. That's not my argument. That being a uh, being like anti fan of a person, just particularly disliking a person, mm-hmm. I understand far more than liking a person. Like well, on disliking the opposite yeah. spectrum. Maybe the the actor or actress has done something really really good. Well, that's a different case. Like. Disliking a sports guy who has done drugs or has done something illegal yet is still illegal allowed dog to sports. Fighting, perhaps. Yeah. Hey, Mike Vick. Mike Vick, if you're listening we to this, we haven't forgot. I still remember. We don't. Want to but do dude, that. seriously, See, fuck that guy. Fucked up. That's, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's awful. So fucked. So I can way more understand <laughs> disliking a person or being like, yeah, that guy in particular. Don't like his jazz. Just staying away from a particular person. Uh, I, I think it's way easier to have a blacklist than a whitelist. I think, like, there are some sports guys that are really good at their job, and they have a huge, like, really good ratio of, like, touchdowns and good running yards, and, like, you're not fumbling it all the time. See, I don't know a dang thing what you're talking about. No, I mean, like, I still they, don't even know what you mean. To a, they participate in a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, well, they did the thing. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do this thing. I don't care. Like, a lot of people I don't, don't care like what their Brady name is because he's bad at throwing and can cause some fumbles and everything. Wait, like, they like him because he's bad? No, they said a lot of people don't like Tom Brady. Oh, okay. But, like, there's a lot of, like... People that are really enjoyed because they're really good at their job, and so you see them playing. And if, especially if it's like your team, you're like, "Love that guy. He's gonna, he's gonna give us but to so victory." So much so that you want a tiny paper card of him to be like, "Yeah, this guy." <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the sake of collecting, even like yeah. a lot of those b- baseball cards are worth a it lot would be of money. Like, well, yeah, they are because people make them worth money. Like I collect GPK, and those things, things are hideous and disgusting. Like Did I collect just... GPK, but Time I out. love them. Time out. Time out. If you're going to make fun of Kyle for scrutinizing Monster Pock. GPK is what they're called. Like, Garb- Yeah, I got a lot of shit for calling yeah, Monster Pockalypse Mon Pock for a while. That's what they're called. Yeah, my GPA collection. GPA? I'm, it's GPA. GPK. Garbage I thought you were talking kid. about DKP, Dragon what? Kill Points. That's no, the old How MMO many Dragon Kill Points do you have right now? I have zero. <laughs> I don't have any I am any in either, an official Facebook group for Garbage Pock Kids on... Uh, on line and it's called gpk like it's it's just it's what it's always been shortened to because it's way shorter than garbage it is shorter kids. Yeah. but at the but same time <laughs> so is monpock yeah monpock just sounds silly it sounds like pokemon but uh Sorry. like i collect garbage poke kid stickers and those things are literally useless they're stickers that you can't even stick anywhere because then you've ruined it right they're just stickers on a it's card accurate. that you can't use but i love them i just like the 
being able to collect something and having a book of like cards that you've collected and being able to look through and be like, oh, this one and this one and this. It's something very enjoyable about it. It's like collecting like paper clips or stamps. People collect stamps and it's like, what's the point of that? People collect rocks. But it takes time to build a model. But I collect rocks and those are just rocks to sit there too. They are just rocks. So yeah. you, so you need a, people have different tastes. Man. People have weird hobbies. Sometimes they don't. I guess, they don't always have the, a purpose. The one I still go back to of being like, what the heck is the baseball cards? Like liking a particular human enough to just be like, I want that guy's picture on a little card. Dude, I don't. I don't get the worship cards, either. I but guarantee you, people would get those. Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna like censor that out, and that's cards? our million dollar idea. <laughs> But if no, people made trading cards with actors and actresses, that's on it, exactly that would be what this would be. Popular hmm. is that? I guarantee like, it. I don't. I don't know how it would be. Like because then you would have like, do you do an actor but like have a different card for every role that they played? You could do special character roles. Oh, yes, like absolutely. somebody just picks every character that I this got, dude has. I got played. the mass Jim Carrey card right here, holographic. <laughs> It costs three energy to get out, and it does sixteen oh, damage. And then you make a game based so, around. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I've got my game. mystic rare Indiana Jones Harrison Ford right here. Oh no! <laughs> ah, I see that you played your Harrison Ford card, and here is my airplane card because he can't fly planes very well. Aww. He crashes a lot of planes in real life. Yeah, but he's also binder. very old. You just have a whole binder of Will Ferrell and his different roles. That'd be nice, actually. Will Ferrell would I be do a like Will Ferrell. I love him. I don't care. All right, so who would be a rare, rare card? In my heart. I think it, rare would have to be someone who's only played one role. I think that's how you get to oh, rare no, status. No, no, you're gonna have like go off the movie. Would itself, Sean Connery this, like, be a role. rare? I think Sean Connery would probably. Yeah, be a rare. I think it, it's Has more he had like a lot of roles? he's had a lot of roles, but they're all old. Yeah, I think it would have to be like legends would be rare, like people who are really like really high up in the entertainment industry. What's that chick? What played um, in Breakfast at Tiffany's? What's her name? Audrey Byrne. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn? Yeah. I know yeah. it was Audrey Byrne because Gundam, yeah, make fun of me. But uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, is that her name? That's her. Act- that's the actress name, right? Yeah. Audrey Hepburn. I forget what the name of the is character is. Is it Audrey is. or Aubrey? Hmm. Audrey. Is it Aubrey? You know, no joke. Audrey. This okay. could be a really good idea to get like some... Well, less known actors out there, like their names out there. You buy like a booster pack of like the little actors, <laughs> and like some of like the filler characters the in the episodes could be like the pack. commons and whatnot, and like all the big name celebrities will be your heirs and whatnot. And you, you know what? Actually get I to just know realized how this would be impossible, though, yeah. is you'd need to get licenses for all of their likenesses. You just oh. need a. You just need not a, if you mark it down as satirical, or work. if you somehow partner with the Guild Actors Screen Screen Actor Guild or the yeah, Screen Actors Guild. Is that how baseball does it? Probably. Like, whatever. You probably yeah, have to sign a contract think, saying, think, uh, hey, you can use my likeness. Get permission from every single baseball man. Well, I think they I think could. Because, like, yeah, there's like one association they, that has like the, the major league baseball stuff. I think they just kind of go off of. Now, you mark it down as satirical, you're protected. You change like one letter, that. like make it Bill Ferble or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not Will Ferrell, it's Bill Ferble. Yeah. I mean, they have. Everybody's favorite, that guy. Can we just agree that. That Bill Murray is going to be the most powerful card oh in this game. He's going to be Bill like Murray's going to get banned. <laughs> He's banned from all tournaments. <laughs> First, his, his person and the, his card. Just print him onto the ban list before his card's even made. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the key card in the Groundhog Day Infinite Loop. If you ban him... <laughs> <laughs> we got to 
Stop the loops. You would be surprised, oh, though, sake. how much satire oh. can protect you and things. That needs to be on the list. What? Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't even use the list anymore. I lost it. I like yeah. the metaphorical list. How do you the lose metaphor- a list that's on list. Google Drive? What? <laughs> yeah, that's you could lose the URL. <laughs> like, uh, have you heard of uh, that? What was it? It was called, like, Not Tim Hortons, I think. Some dude made a story called Not Tim Hortons, and it sold everything exactly as Tim Hortons did. And he just was able to, like, brush it off as satire. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Or someone did it with Starbucks. It was something like, it was one of those coffee shops. It was either Tim Hortons or Starbucks, and it was just, like, not Starbucks, not Tim Hortons. And it sold everything the exact same, but, like, and the parent company tried to, like, sue them. Like, dude, this is us. And he was like, nah, it's not, see? And like he I got a lawyer, said it and the lawyer was like, "Yeah, it's satirical. <laughs> Legally you can't distinct. stop us." And he was fine. Pretty rolling. sure it's still rolling. Like mm. we could just do that. Not celebrities. <laughs> Not right. Will Ferrell. Right. Not Will Ferrell. Dark Will Ferrell. Dark nigga Will Ferrell. <laughs> she know you fatty. <laughs> I kind know you fatty. Just Will Ferrell, but with a goatee that's black and drawn all the sharpie. Ultra instinct Will Ferrell. Right. <laughs> All right, all right, guys. I'm pretty oh, sure Akai is so, red. Um, I don't know what... I guess it'd be Alter? That'd be taken off of the Fate series, though. It's time. What's time? Ah, that was the segue going by. We have to get back on track. Wait, we didn't talk about segues yet. She um, just did. I just, Wait, I just gave it. you That's an opportunity. Segues are dumb. Segways could it's be cool. It's sad that we have to segue into our actual like Podcast. first topic of our cast. <laughs> That's not, I feel like that's probably my fault. What's the first topic? Who's the topic? Hey, Who's Ritter, topic? what have you been up to? I didn't do anything. Oh. Nothing well, at all? Good. No games? No playing anything? <laughs> no, I've done some things. I've been uh, been looking at some more uh, collecting things. We'll go back on that topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hot Wheels cars, all right? All right. What's the point of collecting Hot Wheels cars? All right, here's the point. <laughs> <laughs> They've released a set just last year, and I missed it. I found one of the old cars from it while looking for things for the Gaslands. I found this car, and it says Checkmate Series. And on the side was written Pawn. Checkmate I had atheist. the Black King and the the, uh, the Pawn Beetle from that set. And, of course, I scratched them up and made them all post-apocalyptic. Just cause I, you saw that there were Hot Wheels cars from a chess set mm-hmm. and did not tell me! I assumed you knew. Wait, do you like chess or something? Yes, I like chess. <laughs> Oh, so there's sets of those on eBay yeah. that you can get. Like somebody's actually made. They have all of them. They have like 16 pieces of white, 16 pieces of black, and you can just play chess with your Matchbox cars. <laughs> Did you get one? No, but I will eventually. How much? I guess you probably could sell that for a good bit since you have a complete set. Well, that's the thing. That's where they get you. Like a guy, he made a complete set and made a board for it to go on and taped the wheels for all of them. Mm-hmm. Two hundred fifty dollars. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be what I was guessing. Each car is a dollar, so it should be $32 at most. Dude dude did the work, though. All the work. He did. I have found some that are like $45 for the set. Oh, I saw cool. a couple at, at the Kroger's here in town. I just looked before I came here. None. None? Okay. Oh, man. This was a while ago. After a year, Hot Wheels cars cycle out. Like, you got to be quick. Like, you can't Jeez. just sleep on them. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Damn, son. I mean, the actual, like, Hot Wheels collectors, you go look for some of the, like, older, rarer ones, and that's where you start getting into money, because people demand these things. 
My my goal in life is to buy one of those and make it a post apocalyptic car and just laugh gleefully in my I head can't while while that some that's where your nerd is is like, oh no, that 1994 Toyota Corolla car. It's worth seven hundred dollars. You just put barbed wire on it. You spoiled all of the Hot Wheels. Oh. Well, as soon as you took it out of the package, you didn't even have to put barbed wire on it. As soon as you opened the package, you did the damage. Hey, take that, nerds. Fight me. You At me. Oh, wait, you can't. Man, the real dream is getting like uh, one of those Garbage Pail Kids stickers that are worth $1,500 and just unsticking it and putting it on a random wall. What a chaos agent. Oh, that would Truly. be awful. So, yeah, been playing that. Been playing some games on my phone. Been cycling through card okay. games as of late. Tried playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! on the phone, and I don't know if I've said this before, stop me if I have, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards have too much text. They do. There's entirely too much text on these cards. There is so much more on Yu-Gi-Oh! cards than there are on Magic the Gathering cards. Don't you play Card Fight? Isn't that literally nothing but text? Card Fight has, well, it depends on which series you go to. If you go to the series that they just got out of, the G-Series, yeah, they started getting pretty wordy on those. You get into the new series, the V-Series, way down, drastically lowered, much easier to get behind. Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh cards, as they keep introducing new things, just keep adding paragraphs of text to these dang cards. And that was why I had to stop. Because mm-hmm. uh, you get into, like, you go play online, play in ranked. I got pretty high in ranked. I had a good deck rolling where, uh, that's the other thing. You could get cheap decks, super easy to where, like, you have on your turn, like, you start, you have first player can't attack, second player can. If you can set yourself up with a combo, you can win on your first turn. Whoa. Just, like, absurdly. You can get two blue eyes, white dragons out on your first turn if you have a proper deck set up and just kill the other person before they have any reaction. Wow. They just have nothing. So, that's my complaint with that. So, I've been playing Hearthstone, which has drastically less card text. Yeah. But... You get these people who have bought all this stuff on there because they just released the Shadowbringers set. And they get into infinite loop combos where you can lose on like fifth or sixth turn, admittedly. Hmm. But still, they could just start wiping out everything that you put on the floor because there's no reaction. You have no instants or sorceries. Or oh, whatever, so it's like know. Keyforge in that regard. Pretty much. Okay. Whereas Magic, you have reactions, which is why I keep coming back to Magic as being like the superior card game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I give MTG, uh, MTG Arena a shot if you want to get I've back I've downloaded into it. it. It's I actually did two drafts this morning. Yeah. Went 14 and 1 on on the drafts over two drafts. 80 is fun. Like this new set is a lot of fun. How many cards you get in a deck? In a deck? Yeah. Does oh, it go 60? Uh yeah, it's still it's still 60, but uh, okay. I don't play a lot of construct anymore. I just play the drafts, which are 40. Yeah, 40 cards, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it That's costs, what I like, wondered. It's really nice because you can just play, like, the, um, there's, like, daily quests and stuff you can do to get, like, gold. Right. And if you just play, like, regular constructed events with the, the, the pre-made decks that they give you, you can rack up the gold to be able to play a draft with gold. You don't have to put any money to it. Oh, I see. Oh, you have to put money in, normally, to, like, buy into the draft? I mean, if you want to pay for it with gems, you do. But you can uh... just play regular constructed events with just your, your crap little starter decks and rack up some gold and play some drafts and whatnot. If you do well, well enough in your drafts, you can just go infinite, too. So. The only issue with it is it's not on my phone. And what I'm playing these for primarily is to kill time. That's that's what a lot of people's complaints are. They want it on iOS, they want it on Android, they want it on tablet. But it'd be so intense to try and do such a long game. Like, when they're putting Yu-Gi-Oh! and putting Hearthstone and stuff like that on the phones, 
Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Normally you get 40 card deck minimum mm. and 8,000 life points. Yeah. On the phone, it is 20 card minimum, oh. 4,000 life points. But they don't change any of the stats on the cards. So Blue Eyes White Dragon, who has 3,000 attack, mm. is three quarters of your life gone in a single blow. Oh, okay. So... Hearthstone as well, only 20 cards. Oh, Hearthstone get... was like designed from the ground up to be like mobile compatible, though. It is, and the way they limit that is two card per deck. Like, that's your maximum I mirror that. is two of each card. That's cool. But you get into cards that have like Echo or whatever, where every time you play it on your turn, you get a copy of it in your hand. Oh. So you have like one, 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 all the way up to like if you were at six mana step, now you have six dudes out. Hmm. So. Weird. I don't have any of those, and it makes me sad, because I'd have to put money in and buy stuff, and I'm not putting money into it. Good yeah. man. Don't get Blizzard any more of your money. Right. Well, Thanks, I never Blizzard. gave him any money. Yeah. Uh, I bought Overwatch. I gave him money. Dang uh, it. World of Warcraft, and Overwatch, and Diablo. Yeah. And Diablo. Oh, right, they have Diablo. Yes, Deckard Kane could also be an Overwatch. Yeah. Dude, if Deckard Kane was an Overwatch, stay a while and listen to my gun. <laughs> <laughs> what gun does he have? <laughs> Does he just have a stick? That's just mercy. <laughs> well, no, she has a pistol. He mind. does have a stick. Why um, isn't Deckard Kane in, in Heroes of the Storm, though? Is he? He could be in there. He's not, though. He could right? be. They have, that's basically League. It's I've just never played that either. Blizzard Heroes. Like, their Blizzard MOBA thing. It's it's fun. Come here, Ghost. I am going to murder you with my scroll of identification. <laughs> I never had any care to play WoW. I, I tried it once, I will say. Just like smoking. You try it once, and it was just not for me. Wait, have you ever tried smoking? Yeah, once. Why? Yeah, I made it, it wasn't to the first inhale, and I was like, this is the awfulest, most terrible thing that I've ever experienced. I'm out. Yeah, yeah I feel like most people have tried it once. Despite those terrible, like, fake PSA videos where they're like, you try it once, and you're instantly addicted for life, which no, is what they always said. Like, nah, if you try it once... You're probably gonna be like, "Ooh, this really sucks." Yeah, if you like, don't have the peer ugh. pressure to like keep you doing it, you you just try out try once. Yeah. And also, crap. nobody's ever peer pressured me to smoke cigarettes. Like I've been peer pressured to do stuff, but it was never like smoke these fucking cigarettes, nerd. <laughs> In fact, most people are like, "Please don't smoke my cigarettes because they're expensive and I don't want to bum them to you." Good point. Like it's uh, they're not like you gotta smoke this fucking cigarette or you're not allowed to hang out with us. Nah. That's just not how it works. Real talk, though. Back in college, offer them to me. Yeah, before, but if you but. say no, they're like, oh, man, thank goodness I don't have to get rid of one of my cigarettes I paid for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just being nice. True. But real talk, though, despite the, the health risks and all, all the negative effects that cancer and the tobacco industry has done over the years, smoking's kind of cool looking still. I disagree wholeheartedly. Right. Look up. Have you watched... Um, have you watched... Uh, with Spike, um, I'm not helping. Jet you. Black, um, <laughs> nope, not helping. Uh, you guys wanted to see I it. I know what it is, but I'm um, not has a really jazzy intro. Why can't I think of it? Oh God! Imagine oh God! Imagine there's a guy on a horse and he's chasing the cows, and he's got his six shooter, and there's Cowboy guy. Bebop. Yes, there you go. Oh. All right, Cowboy Bebop. Look at pictures of Spike smoking. It's like that is kind of weird. Yeah, no, if you <sighs> listen, as someone who works in a fast food industry and Everyone there except for five of us smokes. When you, for the fucking seventh time that day, are shorthanded because every single cigarette bitch couldn't go 20 minutes without <laughs> taking Again. a 10-minute cigarette break, you start finding it a lot less cool. With you the see preference. them out there smoking a cigarette whenever you've got a line of customers and you're like, where's my fucking fry maker? And you're like, 
fuck that guy. He doesn't look cool at all. I wish he would get his ass back in here. All that was with the preference of disregarding all the negative effects smoking has. It's still it aesthetically still looking look cool. cool. I don't know. I think they just look nah. like assholes. You're getting <laughs> swayed by the anime art style. and seeing that. I'm 100% getting swayed by that. You look at a real, real person smoking and they're just kind of like hunched over. They got their cigarette in their mouth. Every once in a while you look over and there's like a cool dude in a cool suit smoking. Like, Not okay. even one. They 90% really of the time it's just like obese, like, like, or just really like decrepit looking people smoking. The, the only like time I think it looks sometimes. cool is Ugh. with a pipe. Pipes, pipes are, are pipes. pretty cool. I've you never know what? Have you ever cool smoked dude. a pipe? Me? Yeah. No. I've seen people like on campus and college and stuff smoke them. Though. You know, what? a good oh, exception cool. too is those uh, flavored cigars. Because mm-hmm. we have a guy who comes through Wendy's every day, and he is always smoking a flavored cigar. And people will like clamber to be the one to hand out the order because the smoke is pleasantly scented. Yeah, it's a, it has a nice little it's scent got, to like, it. It's like oaky, but also mm-hmm. it's got some fruitiness to it, and he just is so distinguished every time. Like, people will literally be like, I'll hand out the order, so they can like just get that gust of like cigar smoke in their face, because it's actually not too bad. Now, if someone I mean, it's still through, secondhand so yeah. smoke. It's still bad. You're still, <laughs> if you're in that danger zone oh, yeah. too long, you're not going to be healthy afterwards, but yeah. something it, but, I've always seriously uh, wondered is if you just smoke a pipe with just regular, like, tobacco, mm-hmm. if it's the same ri- health risk as it is for just, like, the cigarettes with all, like, the tar and crap they put in them, like, the additives. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's still bad for you. I don't think it's as bad for you, but it's definitely still bad oh, I think for I mean, you. I think in general is probably pretty bad, but I don't know if it was as big of a risk or not. I had a buddy in college mm-hmm. who had a pipe, pipe, and he would smoke, like, just straight tobacco every once in a great while. Hmm. And I would, if, if I was there, and he handed me the pipe, I would, I would, I would take a couple tracks. First it's of nice all, it's thing. been on their mouth. So, well, that, that's an instant no yeah, for you. That's a, that's Just throw a that out there. For you, Why are you going to do that? That's a you Why thing. Why are you going to put somebody else's spat in your mouth? Ugh. Also, to clarify, if a bitch comes through smoking a cigarette in drive through I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. One time a person came through drive through and they were smoking a cigarette, and as I opened the window to collect their money they like blew their smoke at me Ugh. and i was so enraged that my manager sent me on break in fear that i was just going to lose on everyone there because i was so pissed that they just blew their nasty cigarette I smoke think- in my face like an asshole he just was like you need to go sit down for a bit um, it's okay i understand please just please just disappear for a bit and come back okay you should be able to like get like a garden hose next to where you, you collect the money and anytime anybody's an <laughs> asshole you like the, the the boob Money, which was the grossest thing oh, when working at Kroger's. I've never well, heard anyone do that. I, I don't know if I just never worked like during the summer at a cashier mm. as a cashier. I don't know. It was it's gross because they're always handing produce. you like the soggy twenty dollar bill with their gross boob sweat. Like <laughs> you should be like, okay, well, here's your asshole tax. You're going to get a little wet now. Sometimes a guy will. Sometimes guys like just hand me like a soggy bill, and I'm like, where did you, where did you pull this out of? That this is so soggy. Where did this come from? Like, I don't even know where they got it, and I'm just, like, concerned. No, it sucks. It is frustrating, for sure. spray bottle. Beside every single, like, public workers thing. I wish. That'd be great. But no, the cigarette smokers are real bad at my work. It's like, okay, I'm going to go disappear for 15 minutes, uh, even if you're busy. Uh, I'm going to ask to do this again in an hour, and if you don't let me, I'm going to pout and be mean to everyone until you do. So, and crank mm. any nicotine. Yeah, they do that. They really do. They're like, I didn't <laughs> oh, get I my fucking yeah. cigarette, so you guys are just going to have to deal with this. And I'm like, can we please just... I haven't sat down in six hours. I don't get the excuse of, I'm going to go take a cigarette break to go sit in my car for ten minutes. <laughs> well, that, you start to wonder, is that why they're doing it? 
Oh, I guarantee. Oh, yeah, it's I absolutely. I think they did a Family Guy episode on exactly that. Oh, actually, yeah, I now that I thought damn of it, damn you, Family Guy. Yeah. All right, we've we've gotten off on a tangent again. All right, so Ritter, anything else you got going on? No, not particularly. That's just been uh, just been looking at things. Haven't uh, picked up any games in a while. Haven't uh, done any other reading. Well, no, I've been doing. Have been picking up back into manga a bit there. What is the title of that one? What is the title of that one? Just finished Ultraman. I watched Ultraman on Netflix. Oh, was it good? Oh, yeah. Nice. It's fine. Uh, the manga goes farther because, of course, it does. They kind of, like, ended the Netflix show with, like, an uh, sort of semi-cliffhanger. But uh, season two. Yeah, possibly season two. Uh was reading something, and I'll be darned if I can't remember the title. I know I'm caught up on My Hair Academia. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. I can't even remember an image of a panel right now. It's so bizarre. It's like a black hole. <laughs> the pressure is on. The mic is the mic is live. Well, no, it, yeah. I will look it up. <clears throat> All right. Who's okay. next? Uh, whoever you say. You got to toss the ball, man. I toss the ball? Yeah. I've never We've thrown all, a ball we, in my we've life. We've been doing this for five... This is our fifth episode. Go it's back a, and watch the tapes. I also, never throw a ball. It's, it's usually a you go, okay, oh, usually, <laughs> Yeah, so... A frisbee's not a ball. That could be a ball. A ball is not a frisbee. Change my mind. <laughs> a frisbee is made of a billion little tiny balls. Ball things, which was like you throw it and it turns into a ball? Or is it a ball and you throw it and it turns into a frisbee? Oh, I remember those things. I never had one. Me neither. I think they were expensive. Uh, all right. Pick okay. a person. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Don't, you gotta do it. Of, this is the hill that I don't I've sandbag me, bro. Your oh, bag man. is out there. Hey, Randy. Yeah. Hey, Randy. Hey. <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, last time we talked, I was starting the epilogue of Red Dead Redemption Two, and I finished that. And um, I have a little complaint with Red Dead Redemption Two. Actually, uh, I will not. It won't be spoilerish. Don't worry. Uh, well, I guess kind of, but not really. Um, no. Well. If it's kind of... I'll do an alert just in case, but it's really not that spoilerish. There's an area that I did not explore previously that I am now exploring. And uh, it's kind of like late game, you get to go into this big area of the map kind of thing. And that's the most spoilery it'll get here. Mm -hmm. But um, it's very lacking compared to the other areas. It's like they knew you weren't going to go until late game. And so it's like they didn't try as hard. Like, there's very few buildings. The buildings that are there, a lot of them aren't enterable. Which is one thing I enjoyed about the map, is that pretty much everything there was, you could enter into it in some way. There were very few buildings that were like, you just can't get in here, this building's just here for show. But it seems like in this area, almost every building is there for show. And, like, if it isn't, it's just like a shack with literally nothing in it. Not even, like, a bottle you can loot or anything like that. Hmm. And it's just... uh. I have that interactive map that I open that has blips for like every interesting thing and everything you can collect on it. Even on the interactive map, that whole area is very scarce. Like, I've already done, explored everything you can explore in that area, and it did not take me very long at all. The most thing that took the longest was traveling from one blip to another on the horse. Yeah. It was pretty disappointing. It just felt like they were like, ah, we've already done so well, much more that this is just late game stuff. Who really cares? You said it was. it's a late game. Yeah. So if you, the way game development works is most people who buy Red Dead, like me, are never going to see that late game. Yeah. And I know they're worried about crunch whenever they're making it like 
Like a lot of people had to like work 120 plus hours. Which yeah, and game really industry. Sucks. Hey, game developers, come in, bring it in for a second. If you don't cut that shit out, they're going to unionize. Yeah, that's really Treat your game every single better. place. Like, I have though, a million problems. Every with single that. job. I have a million problems with how overworked and underpaid those people were to make this game, just so we could have realistic horseball physics. It was but important. like. <laughs> but I would say that that is a complaint of mine because I am someone who finished the game and now I'm like I'm trying to explore every single point of interest and go through every single thing and get stuff and uh, just that whole area was very disappointing very lacking there was like a couple really cool things and then the rest of it was just like alright now what do I do nothing oh okay cool I guess I'll just go back to where I was because this, this doesn't really have anything going for me that was a little disappointing. But I still, overall, really good game. I wish they hadn't treated the people who made it so poorly. Uh, but it is really enjoyable. I'm still... Uh, I've kind of taken a break from it, but I do still like just kind of like riding around on my horse and discovering stuff. I always have the interactive map open up on my computer. That way I can check <laughs> stuff off as I go. Kind of, I just kind of like have started from the left side of the map and I'm working my way to the right, going from blip to blip, just kind of checking off as I go. Checking out everything, exploring stuff. It's cool. There's a lot of fun little hidden Easter eggs that I really enjoy. And uh, besides that, I started watching Charmed because I have nothing going on. Was that oh, really? like the 90s witch show? Yeah, I watched like the first three episodes on uh, Netflix because they have all eight seasons on Netflix. And oh my god, each episode is 45 minutes long, which I didn't realize when I started. Oh. That's, that's, that's like a half show. a movie. That must yeah. have been like an hour episode whenever it was yeah, on TV. Yeah, absolutely was. I remember, uh, I told Hannah, uh, yeah, Hannah this, I watched like a lot of Charmed, almost all of it with my mom when I was like a kid. We would watch it like as the new episodes came out on TV, and uh, I just don't remember any of it like at all, though. Like, it's like, it was erased from my memory. It was just scrubbed out to make room for facts about pudding or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just gone. It was like, we don't have enough pudding room for this. Pudding fact number 37. Pudding <laughs> has a skin on it if you let it sit in the refrigerator. Put it fact yeah, It just too. erased it out of my mind. Tapioca. It was like, we don't have, we don't have room for this. I like, I like tapioca. I'm sorry. I just really wanted to say the word tapioca. <laughs> so I don't remember any of it. So I figured uh, I need a new show to binge. I've binged so many shows, and I just need something new to fill that little binge void. So let's check out Charmed. It's Charmed. not bad. Hey, it definitely hey. gives off that old-timey vibe. I know what you're going to you say. You know a show we could binge? I know. Firefly. I know. Oh my Firefly. god! No. You oh my god! I gotta watch Firefly. Firefly. I know I have to watch Firefly. You're busy you don't have doing to. stuff. Listen, every you time the to. every time I'm just sitting there chilling on the couch, watching Charmed, going, "Oh, Charmed!" You're like actually <laughs> doing stuff. Like you're playing a game, or you're you're doing hobby stuff. I'm not. I'm just a lump, so I don't do as many don't, hobbies as don't you do. Don't give me that excuse, because there have been times where you've just been <laughs> laying on the bed on your phone for a straight hour. I'm like, hey, let's go let's I'm watch Firefly. I'm getting up my Reddit popularity, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. There's a reason I have over 7,000 comrades, because I put in the work. Reddit, Reddit humble brag. <laughs> now, humble bragging about Reddit on uh, my podcast, so... Mm. 
Man, you're just you're you're so hip. You got you got like a billion followers on everything. You're like the closest thing to an internet celebrity that any of us know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm social media hip. I once got a free candle per, for promoting a candle business on my Tumblr. Hey, hey, podcast guys I'm out serious. there, listeners, send us free candles. I'll promote you on my Don't Tumblr. Don't send me free candles. Send Ritter. Send me Ritter's free candles. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, it was Draco Malfoy themed. And, uh, hey, Fandalmonium, if you're still looking for me to sponsor you, I'm still here, baby, and I'm back with a podcast. So hit me up. Send me another Draco candle, mostly because I like the scent of spearmint, and it was very nice. We literally have one of Ten's listeners out there. Think about the marketing potential. You might reach three ears. I know. I know one of our (laughs) listeners only has one ear. (laughs) (laughs) Not lost in a tragic bear fighting accident Dang, you think someone then, that cool listens to our podcast <laughs> man no i was watching a thing on youtube the other day about this dude who like raises and trains bears interesting life but no to do what crazy life for <laughs> acting <laughs> them to do <laughs> what like acting movies cycles what uh, acting movies carnival smart. stuff you don't put bears in movies it's you do. Yeah, do. have you seen the revenant one name one movie that has a bear in it the revenant <laughs> what yeah. is that <laughs> so it's the guy that. who doesn't see movies yeah. name a movie yeah. you know Pet Cemetery had uh, three cats to play the same cat because each cat was skilled in one specific thing like one of them was good at like hissing on command and then one of them was good at running where they needed to run and then the other one did something that I can't remember Can you imagine what kind of a nightmare it would be to train a cat to do anything yeah imagine I can't imagine even beginning to realize how to train my fat cat how to hiss on command. I cannot imagine it. I would just have to put another cat in front of him that he didn't like. Well, and make an easy him way to make him hiss on command. Maybe that's all you have to do. Maybe they just hold up a tiny picture. <laughs> a tiny picture of that one cat that we cat sat that one time right. that he hated. And he will lose his fucking mind. Maybe there's a cat that all cats are like universally like, I hate that cat. Maybe. Oh man, Kenneth the cat is the is worst. Garfield, He's such think? a fucking dick. It could be. Yeah, that dude borrowed like three bucks from me last night. Didn't pay me back yet, even though it only happened last night. All right, this joke isn't funny. You have a big turnover. It, just, Was it that kind a of joke? died. It all died. You better pay me back in an hour, or else. <laughs> See, right. if I would have said like two months, that might have saved the joke a little bit. <laughs> it been like twenty bucks. Made a little bit more sense. I think you had to up the dollar value up the time. Three dollars is a lot to a cat. You know how much cats get paid? nothing to a cat. How do you know? Cats don't have any concept. Maple would tear it apart. She (laughs) likes to rip apart toilet paper with her little paws, so she'd probably rip it up. It's not the same consistency, though. No, but it's it's paper. Crunchy eats Mm. paper, and then Maple Maple rips up paper. Frank would probably bite a dollar. Yeah. Money is silk, though. It's not like rippy. I mean, it can rip, but it's not like normal. Money's not silk. It's paper. No, it's silk. It's not silk. That's what a dollar bill is made of. All right, you're, you're, you're trying to Look lie to me right now, and I'm no Look fool. Look it up. Look it up. Find it. Fact check it. Do it. I dare don't, you. Don't I triple dare you. Bit. I double, triple. Don't you I triple dub dare. Don't you that paper money is silk. It is. It's not That's why you can wash it, and it doesn't turn into... You can't wash money. You certainly can. Ritter, are you laundering money over there? Allegedly. You absolutely nice, can't. Nice. It's, nice. You've never left twenty bucks in your pocket, yeah, and, and the jeans go through the wash, and soggy, and it falls apart. And then it comes through the dryer, and you get it out, and your money's all like lemony fresh and junk oh, that's like that. Definitely cleanly. not true. Okay, Google, Google here to weigh in on the issue. According to the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, U.S. paper currency is made up of seventy-five percent cotton and twenty-five percent linen. Okay, zero percent silk. Ooh, well, I, it's a fabric. It's not silk. paper. Look. 
It was even called paper cotton. money. My argument that it wasn't paper. <laughs> it's okay. It's cotton. Ooh, I messed up whatever the ooh, fabric was. Silk. Ooh. Okay, it's not silk. It's cotton. Seventy-five percent. Make a pillow of. Uh, yeah, but it's not paper. That was the argument. Is that it it's not paper. paper. Everybody's money. wrong. Woohoo! Mm. It's not Very made of paper. Well. <laughs> I shall allow it, Kyle, for the sake of for the sake of moving on. Re- uh, referee here to say rainy zero, Ritter zero. <laughs> Fine. Did no, I get a point? I'm trying that's to think. I think that's really all I've done the past couple weeks. I haven't done much. Uh, I've trolled Reddit, but not like in a, a weird way. Just like kind of like scoured my way through it is what I mean by that. I'm not on Reddit like or anything like that. That hurt me to do. I've watched a few episodes of Charmed and... I played Red Dead Redemption too, and then I've pretty much just worked and slept. Hell yeah! My two favorite, my favorite hobby is sleeping, but I can only make so much time for that. Hell yeah! Kyle, Kyle, what I, are you doing? What have you been up to, Kyle? I've been I've been playing games and stuff. What? Speak up! <laughs> <laughs> Rip headphones or something. <laughs> Hey, hey, let's bring this podcast down real quick. This is not going to be an uh, ASMR. Let's talk talk real slow. Let's do our smoothest jazz voices for the (laughs) listeners. What? Those (laughs) listeners out there, I know you're listening for the silky smooth jazz moment. Ain't nobody out there listening for silky smooth jazz. I definitely didn't steal this bit from my brother, my brother, and me, so don't mind them, baby girl, don't Allegedly. mind them. Allegedly. I don't listen to them, so Allegedly. I didn't steal I, this bit either. I never heard of people having three brothers. That just don't make sense to all my right, babies. Well, I played a, quite a few games. <laughs> What'd you do, Kyle? <laughs> Tell us all about it. All right. Uh, you dig? I mentioned to Ritter earlier when he was mentioning his card game things, I played Magic Online Arena. I finally got back into that. Now the yeah. set is out. Played a few drafts of that. It's been a lot of fun. I've been Oop. doing pretty good with that. The uh, the new set War of Sparks is a lot of fun to play. Very, very high power walkers. level set. But you got all them planeswalkers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> lots of planeswalkers. That's a, that's a they got the same like loyalty mechanics and all that, Jays. Yes, yeah, yes. That's oh. what I figured. Yeah, they have static abilities now, though. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean static? <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, like a lot of the planeswalkers are in the set now. Instead of just having like a an uptick ability and a minus ability and an ultimate or something like that. A lot of the uncommon ones only have a minus ability and they have a static ability with it. Like, they're out in the field, they act like an enchantment. Like, so X play, like one of the white planeswalkers has something like, you you and your dudes can't be dealt non-combat damage and you can minus two to exile a creature with power four or greater. I remember uh, the mm. werewolf one, like Arlen Court or whatever. Arlen, yeah, she's a really good one. The transform only has minuses. Yeah. And Is that I, the Bloodborne set? Yeah, it's Bloodborne. You okay. have that card, actually. Do I? Yeah. I'm glad you know what cards I have, because I don't. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I was like, how'd you get that? And you were like, oh, I found it. <laughs> yeah, Arlen's back in this set. She's just a green card, and she has like a, a minus two that just makes a wolf. Yeah. And she has a static ability that whenever a wolf comes on the field, she puts a one counter on it. So she actually makes like three threes instead of just two twos. And uh-huh. She makes three of them over the course if you don't actually take her down. And there's a lot of good mechanics that like work with the planeswalkers and the creatures and stuff. It's a fun set. That's cool. I like it a lot. Werewolves are cool. Yeah. Werewolves are better than vampires. 100%. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 I disagree. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. I think all three of you are furries. Let's do a point counterpoint. Ritter. Uh, you're a furry. Ritter, what's your first point to pro werewolves? Um, I don't know. Vampires are overdone. So are Can werewolves. that be a pro for werewolves? No, you're kind of making an ad hominem attack there. Yeah, that's you gotta, the thing. It's like... 
I don't have any other alternative. That's the you have like your fantasy monsters. Mm. You have like ghosts, vampires, ghosts werewolves, uh, zombies. I guess. Blech. And then like what else? These are all like stuff from Innistrad too. Like this is what I'm going with. Like your main creature types are like human. Yeah, like wolf. your gothic horror stuff. Demons happen in red, I guess, and then blue gets zombies. Demons are more black than red, but yeah. Okay, what is what does red get? Devils are red. Okay, devils then, whatever. Same difference. Devils and werewolves are red. Yeah, you have some werewolves that are red. Mainly wolves are green, though. Hmm. Humans are white, and ghosts are white. Blue was (laughs) zombies and something else. I don't remember. Each of the the tribal things has like two colors. I think our pro and con debate ended. Okay, then. Yeah. It's like ghosts can be blue, white. I rest my case. Well, humans can be white, red. Red is a furry. This is true. Demons and devils are like black, red, <laughs> so on and so forth. Yeah, I see what colors you're talking about there. Yeah. Anyways, games. <laughs> Played. Uh, I finally picked up Stellaris and started playing it. Yeah, you did. Woo! Yeah, been really having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you are. My, uh, good game, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Hard to describe, isn't it? It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> you just start out in a galaxy, and you just you're just one race of people on a planet and you just gotta go out and explore things and stuff happens to you and you gotta try to survive it and expand your civilization. So that's real so cool. it's Civ? One dude. Kind of. Space Civ. Yeah. yeah. Made, uh, made a race of like bug beetle dudes. Oh shit. Yeah. Pause. What? Real quick. What? Real quick. I forgot to mention Rick and Morty's coming back dude. I'm not yeah. smart enough to understand uh, the comment. So, uh, <laughs> just a quick tangent. I wanted to say Rick and Morty's coming back in what? November? I think so yeah. I'm yeah. pretty excited. Uh uh, though I am super dreading all the douchey guys that are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, I'm breaking, I'm back. And I'm not looking forward to that at all. I'm surprised that hasn't happened already, actually. I tapped out of that I just, show. I honestly just really like really? the show, and I think it's Season funny. Two. It sucks Why? that the fan base sucks. It was okay. It started getting a little samey. I guess that's fair. The The fan base is the worst fucking thing, in all honesty. The men that are like, I want to be just like Rick, look how smart I am, are the biggest assholes in the world. That's the whole point is you don't want to be point. like Rick. Yeah, they miss the whole you point watched, of the show. You watched all of season two, and mm-hmm. I know this because you spoiled the last episode of season two for me Oh, did I? I'd seen the first episode of season oh. two. Oh. I'm sitting here and like, yeah, you know, yeah, I haven't like seen I season two. You're like, R.I.P. Bird Person. I was like, what? Oh, wow. Spoiler and that's the last the episode. If it's Okay, it's been years now, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched season two and I was like, okay, this is enjoyable. And then season three came out and I just, I didn't have any desire to see it. No, man, the Citadel of Ricks episode that was just near the end of this last season was honestly awesome. Like, Wait it was actually really good. Was that season two? That was season three. I mean, this Where most the Ricks, recent... all the Ricks are there and there's... Yeah, but they, re- they revisit the Citadel oh, of Ricks okay. a couple times. And this, like... There's like a new arc with like a really big thing that they meant they started in this new Citadel Rick thing in the last season, and it was honestly really good, well written, like really awesome. Very excited to see where it goes. Haunting, great music, really good music. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not shitting on the show. I mean, the oh, show's yeah, great. Know, it's know. just I kind of just. Oh, I understand. I was like, people. okay, I've seen this. I, I see where they're going with this. This is cool. Okay, I'm moving on. You're... No, I understand. It makes sense. It's just a. It sucks that the fan base sucks. I like Kyle has a shirt that has Rick on it, just like as one of the characters on it, and he doesn't even want to wear it in public anymore because then he mm. might be mistaken as one of those dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's got like it. It's got like all the bunch of different Stigma. cartoon scientist dudes on it. It's got Farnsworth from. Uh, for Futurama, yeah, it's oh, got, that's a great shirt. It's, like it's a got Krieger from, from Archer. Archer. 
and whatnot. And it's got all three of them on it. But it, just the also fact that it has Rick, Rick on it just makes me not want to wear it in public anymore. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, the other day I was at like Fye and I was looking at like this Rick and Morty stand they had, and I was like, oh man, I really like this shirt. It's got one of my favorite quotes on it. I might get it. And as I was thinking that. Two guys walked up and went, oh, I'm Pickle Rick, yeah. And I went, I can't do this. And I walked away. I was like, I can never do this. I can't imagine. Can you imagine if I wore a shirt with Rick on it to Origins and you guys left me alone for a second? You would have a guy going, oh, do you actually know what that shirt is? Uh, you like, hey, hey, do you get this one? I'm Pickle Rick. And I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Thanks. You're so smart. Uh, just take me away already. Uh, whisk me away. You're amazing. It'd be awful. But uh, I didn't want to get too much into it. Besides that, I just wanted to say I'm excited for that, and I forgot about it. Okay, back to Kyle. Dolores. Dolores, yes. I've been having a lot of fun with that. A, uh, a lot of weird things happening in the game. Like, you, you'll you'll be expanding out from, like, your home star system, and you'll find, like, one planet that has microbes on it, and the whole civilization is like, oh, my God, we found... We found extraterrestrial life. This is such a big thing. And then the next event that happens, I found like this human scientist woman crashed landed on a planet. They, they didn't even care. It's like, oh, we'll hire you. We'll put you in the scientist ranks. And then the next thing that happens is like, oh, we found more complex multicellular <laughs> life. Oh man, this is such a huge <laughs> achievement. And, like, we we just found like an entire other species of like sapient life here, and we just we just kind of ignored that. Just treating her like a giant bug. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like. <laughs> She's just wearing like a bug costume. <laughs> Call me Klaxar. Klaxasaur? Klaxasaur. You've been watching Darling in the Franks? No. Oh, that's that's what the what? um that Klaxasaur is actually what, what the What is that? I hear that referenced. Is it an anime? Okay, yeah, it's an anime. Okay. It was supposed to be like it was lauded as like, oh, it's the like it's the new Evangelion. It's gonna be the new thing. And really all it's known for now is Zero Two. Is the pink hair chick in the red suit just? It, she's like Oscar with pink hair. I'm saying all these words, and you just have nothing. No, I have point no, of reference at all. No. Okay, go on anywhere in animemes. At, well, yeah, I was gonna say you go on animemes on a Tuesday, and you will just see tons of pictures of this chick because they have zero Tuesday. But uh, I don't know if that's still a thing as much anymore. It might have kind of like flown mm-hmm. by the wayside. But yeah, it was supposed to be a big popular thing. By Trigger, I believe. I'll look that up and fact check that in a second. At least it's got kind of like Gurren Logon sort of animations every now and then. But uh, Anybody fighting the power? No, there is no one fighting the power. Not as good as Gurren Logon. Not Nothing is anywhere. as good. Not Maybe JoJo? Maybe JoJo. Maybe JoJo? I'm giving JoJo that high of a claim. It might be as good as Gurren Logon. Mm, it's all right. Nah, it's it's a different thing. Gurren Logon. I tried. You, you just gotta get past again. the fan service in real life. I, I can't get past the fan service. It just takes me completely out of the experience. The fan service gets turned down a little bit. I think it gets turned up a little bit. I think it gets turned back down. Yeah. You gotta try again. Just. Yeah. Alright, so Stellaris, Bug Peoples. Stellaris, Bug Peoples. Not, I haven't really gotten very far with that. I, not really much else to report there. I've been playing a lot more Smite recently. I've been playing, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what I could talk about with that. It's just, it's just still Smite. You're McGonnering it up? Hmm? You're McGonnering it up? Yes. Well, that's hard I, to say. I'm actually pretty sad now that I've got with uh, now that I've kind of played a few games with Jormungandr. He he's kind of underwhelming. He's just real big. That's his he's, thing. He's real cool. He's real big. He's got a lot of cool flashy things, but I can't make him work. I can't make him. Can't make him work. Can't do, can't do anything with him. Sad. Kinda, I kind of want them to buff him a little bit because he seems a little underwhelming right now. But that big boy buff. Yeah, that's surprising. Him. Normally, new champions when they first come out are, if anything, overpowered. Yeah, that's like their their main. 
Smite's thing is that whenever they come out with a new god, it's overpowered for like two weeks, and they'll come out with a patch that like nerfs it, and right. they'll they'll make it overpowered for the first two weeks to kind of like live up to the hype, and then they'll shoot it down and release the next one. That one will be overpowered, and so on and so forth. No, King Arthur was the one that was, was like came out and was overpowered, and they, they have not tamed him down. King Arthur there is are, not a god? There, there are just <laughs> mythological f- figures in there, too. Like, it's just become fate? They're uh, just pulling Hercules. They're just pulling heroes now? Well, like, Hercules is one of the ones that was like in the main game, and he's just a dude. He was? I never saw that. Hercules is in there, yeah. Lord. I thought you had, like, Zeus, Athena, Artemis, you Orion. Do. Arachne is just some weaver chick that Athena turned into a spider. Guan Yu's in there. He's just a dude that just did really good. Guan Yu's a spear user, Guan Yu? like some kind. Of, yeah, he's got Guan Dao. He? He's like got like the big like bladed spear thing. And oh, maybe I'm thinking of there's a there's a fate champion that's I can't remember what it was. I thought it was Guan Yu. Maybe it's not. I'll look that up. Yeah, but no, they we'll have like they things. have Arthur. They got Merlin. They've got uh, they've got like a lot of like random gods. Just like one of each god from like a bunch of different pantheons. They got like Pele from the Polynesian pantheon. They got like Baron Samedi. Or like the Voodoo Pantheon, they got like Chernabog from, was it the Celtic? Not the Celtic. The uh... oh man, you saying that name is like reminds me that um that uh, American Gods should be out soon. Oh yeah, American oh, Gods is the second season coming out. Oh, you know what it already is out. It is a oh yeah. snap. Yeah, Woo. I just haven't watched it yet. I need to get on that. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. But no, I'm trying to remember. There's another show. Oh, Lee Shuen is who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. But there's a there's another show I'm really excited to come out at the end of the month, and that's Good Omens. Oh yeah, yeah! I'm such a big fan of that book, that's written a by great Terry book. Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Both Hannah's oh, also man. really excited to watch that. Yeah, she's a yeah. big Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman uh, fan girl. End of the month Good too. Taste. I've already got my tickets reserved in the biggest theater that's around us, IMAX theater and everything. King of the Monsters. It's gonna be great. Finally, Kyle's never seen anything in IMAX, so. Uh, it's Hell yeah, Batman. Oh, I can't wait it's for this It's going movie. to be fun. I think I so saw long. one of the uh, Hunger Games at that theater. Theater's nice. The movie was boring. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first Hunger Games movie was really, really bad. I think it was like maybe the third one. I don't remember. It was years ago. The Hunger Games movies are worse than the books, but you could say that with like pretty much anything that was adapted into a movie yeah. before book. But the first one was so especially bad, I'm pretty sure they actually fired the director after it and hired someone new. It was very bland, no background music, very awkward silences. It was a whole thing. But, uh, yeah, they just got someone new. Uh, you've also been watching uh, Game of Thrones, right? Oh, yeah. How, did I How do you that? feel about that? Because um, I've heard some things. Yeah, I, I've heard lots of opinions. I feel many conflicting things about that. Um, spoiler warning for anybody that's out there. I'm going to try not to do any spoilers, but if you want to be safe, skip ahead uh I don't know if he minutes. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the third episode was the one that kind of made was the turning point for me. I was really I was really hyped for the first two. They were kind of building up stuff. They were doing pretty good. The third one kind of killed uh, killed off a lot of hopes I had for how it was going to turn out. Which honestly, I think is what a lot of this hate is. It's just a lot of people were hoping that things were going to turn out one way, and it didn't turn out the way that their fan theories and things that they hoped it was going to be didn't turn out. So. Because I, yeah. I I tapped out. Well, I didn't tap out. We just stopped watching around season three. Yeah. I've read all the books. So I've they, kind of been in this weird position where I don't want to watch it just for book spoilers. Yeah. But from what I understand is, like, the whole thing with Game of Thrones is, so mild spoils for season one, but, like, Ned Stark 
basically the first character you're introduced in the entire series. He's, he's he dies at the end of that season. Yeah, and it kind of makes you, puts you in his frame of mind of no one is safe. No one in this series is safe. Exactly. And the yeah. other thing I really liked about it is you got a good sense of like people traveling. Like, oh man, we're up here in uh, at the wall. We got to go all the way down to King's Landing. It's going to take us half the season to get down there, and we're going to have a whole bunch of on the road adventures and shenanigans. But True. from what I understand from what's going on now is they basically just have the Skyrim fast travel map open and they're like, blink, we're here, blink, we're there. That's true. But, I mean, a lot of it's because they focus on Danny and her dragons and she can just fly around and do whatever yeah. so quickly. And a lot of it's on, like, fleets, too. And whenever, like, an army's on the march, they'll just go focus on some, some other person for, like, half the episode whatnot. But you're right. I mean, there is a few things like that. Like, Arya and the Hound were going down to King's Landing. In one of the episodes, and like the next episode, they're just there. Yeah, even though it's like a like a half a continent, they're just like, okay, we're here. It's been a few days. Yeah, whenever the happened. show started really like taking a hard left turn from the books, is when I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna wait for the books to come out, and I'll catch the show in a little bit. Yeah, little did I know that we're still waiting. Hey, George, write them books. Actually, they're probably already reading. He's probably just kind of waiting to He's release them strategically, him. which like smart on him. him. There, there were rumors going out that he actually had like. The Winds of Winter and Dream of Spring already done. And oh, I he believe was that waiting. for sure. Yeah, but uh, from a new few set of interviews that he's done, like I don't know where this is coming from. I'm not even close to being done with Winds of Winter. I am losing my mind. Or so. Or conspiracy or. hat time. He really has all the books done. This is Alex Jones. He has all the books done, and he's just waiting. He's waiting for the globalist cabal to commence. Oh. Okay. I just wanted to get my Alex Jones jokey fun out of the way for this episode. Are we talking about conspiracies? I got a conspiracy. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. We'll save that. Put a pin in that conspiracy time. Continue with your Game of Thrones. Yeah, she got a good conspiracy. Uh, what, really, what really killed this season for me, though, was the last episode that came out. They just did characterizations like really, really poorly. 180 flips mm. on characterization mm-hmm. that they've set up through the whole series kind of thing. Stuff like that. Idiot decisions with just something that they could have easily just written just a little bit differently. Like, well, another big spoiler is if this whole segment hasn't been a giant spoiler, but in the fourth episode, Danny's got two dragons left. One of them died in oh, season you're five. Oh, spoiler, huh? Yeah. Big spoilers. Yeah, like, you said, went like, from spoiler like, alert. Yeah, you went from vagueness to like here are some very specific spoilers for the final season. That's, that's why I gave it another alert. I was like, okay, spoiler alert right here. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, so Danny has two dragons in the fourth episode of the eighth season. And they're flying to Dragonstone to set up camp and whatnot and get ready to attack King's Landing. And the second dragon that she's flying with, because she's flying on her big, cool, badass, black and red dragon, Drogon, his name's Rhaegal, they just fly, are just flying around, and Rhaegal just gets sniped down by, like, three harpoons. And the camera pans to, like, this entire fleet of ships in open water. Did not see them? That Apparently. That, like, oh, wait, I'm... I'm 300 feet in the sky, I didn't see this entire giant fleet of ships with their giant black flags that and krakens on their flags and everything. Is some bad writing. I, it could have easily been explained by Danny sees the, the, the dragon. Look, Danny sees the ships. Alright. Danny has been wanting to kill these, the, this fleet for a while because that fleet destroyed her fleet in like last season. Like, oh shit, I need to get revenge on these guys and die bomb down. She actually, at this point in the show, does not know that they've invented this giant ballista called a scorpion. And that each one of the ships is armed with these things. She could have just, like, in a fit of rage, dive-bombed the ships, and one of her dragons got shot down because of her fit of rage. And then he's, he's like, escaped like that. Like, it was written it like that, and it would have made sense, and her dragon would have been dead. But, no, they just had, like, this 
panning shot, just get shot out of the sky. For no, for, for apparently didn't see the fleet for no reason. Just like a lot of little writing things like that, just kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth. And it's just that that's been kind of a summary of like season, the season eight, episode three, and on. Big bumbles at the end. So, would you rather have the show putter out and and kind of bumble its way to an ending, or not end it at all? Like uh, Berserk is is one of these examples of a thing that doesn't have an ending because it's like an anime that's been going on for like what thirty years now. It's a manga, but yeah, yeah. Mm. I I think I would have rather them just stopped where Martin stopped with his books. Yes, and waited for the material to come out and then adapt it. However long it took Martin to actually finish the books, you can't make money doing that. Yeah, Gan- yep. Game of Thrones makes Everything all the money. Is about the money. That's why game developers rush games. Mm-hmm. That's why people are in a time crunch for anything. Yep. It's everything at my job. They could slow down and probably do things a lot safer mm-hmm. and better. But no, you always got to be hasty. Yep. We're going to talk about fucking unfinished games, by the way. Kyle told me uh, the other day that they're going to make Anthem free to play. Of course oh. they Anthem, are. Anthem, the game I spent oh. like $60, $70 on, they pretty much buried its grave now. How I've been hoping that they would at least try to m- bring more content in. Nah. Gonna, as soon as it's free for play, that's it. Can we have a moment of silence for... um My wallet? For your wallet, but for... um Oh, shoot. This would have been a funny bit. Bioware. Yeah. Bioware. Uh, R.I.P. Bioware. You one develop- of my favorite game studios for so long. Hey, hey, EA... Just stop. Just, just so stop bitter. eating good game developers and putting them on projects that they have no right, no expertise to do. Hey, let's what, Bioware. What 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 does Bioware do? Oh, they do really know. intensive RPGs that are story based, and they develop really good characters. Oh. oh, let's throw them on this, you know, loot shooter MMO thing. Sure, they'll be good at it. Mass Effect Two is still one of my favorite games ever made. It was so good. Mass Effect Two was a goddamn <laughs> masterpiece. I'm sorry for those. Three was a bumble, I'm but so mad though. I'm so bitter. Like, I spent money on the game. I was so excited for that. I think that's the worst part. That's like a game that, for the first time in a while, I was so unbelievably hyped oh, about that too. game. I loved it so much. I had such a good time. I was so happy. I was uh, just blindsided when the story ended so quickly. And then I was just kind of left like, what's happening now? And they're like, don't worry. We'll bring more content super soon in less than a month. And I was like, oh, well, then it's fine. And then it was never delivered. And now they're going to make it fucking free to play. I wasted my money. And also, that's just like, that's it. They're not going to keep working on it and trying to make it bigger if they've made it free to play now. I think one of the uh, one of the announcements since we filmed the last podcast, too, was that three of the major like lead designers of that game left the that group, too, and are starting to work on the next Dragon Age game. And they're they actually making another Dragon Age? They're making another Dragon Age game. Are they going to make it good this time? And not they, like the second one? They're making it like uh, Anthem, from what I understand. Like a game-as-a-service kind of deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, EA, I'm not buying that, EA, so... Just, just take all your assets, just sell them. All of you EA execs, just, just reap what you got now. You got, you'll have plenty of money out of it. Just, like, disband the entire thing and just take what you have and <laughs> just, just live out your lives and just leave us all alone. You make all that money off those sports games. Just just focus. Let FIFA give you all the money. <laughs> yeah, stop ruining everything. I'm so disappointed. I'm so yeah, disappointed. honestly, whenever you guys were first getting hype about um, Anthem, and I saw it was from EA, I'm like, 
It's not going to be a good game. Yeah. That's like most of the reason why I didn't buy in on it. I was like, this is going to be bad. I, I had so much hope. I was having you, so much You guys fun. had hope, and I didn't want to crush your hope. As I, I was like, in Bioware, though, man. I wanted to believe that they could put something out yeah. there. If but they got AI. the corporate heel of EA right at their throat. There's not much they can do. It's true. So That's such a sad arc, though, because like, the first episode of this podcast was us with like Anthem hype. Mm-hmm. And then we just like the slow decline over the episodes. <laughs> and like, episode two is like, wow, I beat that really quick, actually. Hopefully <laughs> they'll make more. And then episode three is like, hey, they released a dungeon, but that's not a lot. And then episode four is like, I haven't heard anything from Anthem in a while. And then this episode is like, they're making it free to play and it's dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, wait, no. Fallout didn't go through free-to-play did it follow 76 no they're they're still producing still decent like it, it's starting to get to the point where it's like okay now is it maybe yeah a there's a youtuber now, pick it up there's a youtuber many a true nerd i follow and he he doesn't play it often but every time they come up with a like a content pack or an update he always covers it mm. seems like they're adding some more to it yeah, maybe a year or two from now I'll pick it up you see that dude that modded fallout 4 to be like fallout 76 but later in like the later in the future, yeah, that was pretty cool. We uh we need to have a Fallout cast because I got I got some thoughts and opinions, but now's not the time to air them. <laughs> I got one more thing to say. Yes. Talking about like all these like AAA developers and stuff, I want to throw out a shout out to a little indie developer of a game that I love. Oh, it's coming out. It's it's been on like Steam for a while now, but it's coming out for Switch now. Anybody that owns a Switch, it's CrossCode. CrossCode is a fantastic little game, like top down isometric shooter beat em up kind of thing it is so much fun it's just a, a nice little game like 20 bucks like if you just look up a demo or look up a video of it trailer of it see if you'd like it i want to give them a shout out though because that's a fantastic game and i'm really excited to come on the switch you gonna buy it again uh, i might actually i, I, I always <laughs> that's what i do i buy something on on steam and then whenever it comes out on switch i buy it for the switch just because i prefer playing it on <laughs> switch i was really debating whether or not to buy stellaris on xbox Nah, you bought it. You bought the correct version. <laughs> um, whenever you take a four uh, X strategy game like that mm. and try to put it on a console, like I don't know if it's good or not. I haven't seen anything. This has just been my experience throughout my like I don't know twenty five plus years of playing games. Mm. But when you when you take a, a strategy game like that, you put it on console, you have to dumb down like the UI. You don't get like the control you get out of a mouse. Yeah, losing um, hotkeys is a big thing. Losing hotkeys is the yeah, biggest thing. It's a real big thing. Yeah, I don't see that transferring over pretty well. I've There's seen some it. games that would transfer over better, but that one doesn't. Like, I'm just thinking way. of, like, for the N64, they took uh, Red Alert, and they made a version for the N64, mm. and that's the version my buddy played and played all the time. I'm like, dude, this this isn't good. I've seen <laughs> it work before, though. Like, hmm. it's I mean, it is dumbed down a little bit, but it's still playable. Like, uh, Halo Wars was one that was designed... For just, I think it was just for the Xbox. But yeah, it has, yeah. Has an RTS, and I liked it quite a bit. But I mean, you know? I'm, I'm saying whenever you like port over an RTS that was already designed for the PC, yeah. and try to do a console version. I mean, good on them getting Stellaris out because it's still a fantastic game. Mm. And if you don't have a PC that can run it, definitely pick it up on a console. Mm. I for feel sure, like you could do hotkeys on a controller, though. I feel like you could. Like you could just have like the um, the trigger buttons be like modifiers for like the face buttons. That's how Final um, Fantasy fourteen. I was just going to say that. That's exactly how it plays. Really? Is that you have... Yeah, you have your neutral set of buttons. 
and whenever you hold down right trigger, it is this set over here. And when you hold down left trigger, it's a different set for the same buttons. Oh. So you end up with, like, what's that, 12 different buttons instead of... Because it maps them to A, Y, X, and B for... I use Xbox controller. And then your other little D-pad down here is your other stuff. Oh, cool. So... When you're walking around, A is like select a target, X is your map, B is cancel, and Y is jump. Uh, when you're holding down the right trigger, it's whatever you map your stuff to. So if you're a monk, you put like one rotation on B, A, Y is how I do that. And then I put my second rotation on the other trigger and make it B, A, Y again. So I know that I hold this trigger, hit this, hold this trigger, hit this. Oh. If I want buffs, I normally put those on the D-pad ones, like if I want... Uh, internal release or second wind or whatever, hit those off of there. Um, and then I've seen people do this nonsense where they add like another layer of multiplier modifiers on the RB and LB buttons, so that you end up with like twenty four different things. Not that many. It's what's five times six? It would be thirty. No, it's not six. It's eight. Five times eight. Forty. Forty. It seems like a lot. That'd be correct, though, yeah, because you have eight, eight, eight. Yeah, a lot eight, of options. I don't and know. neutral. Yeah, that's one way you could do it. The only <clears throat> yeah. other, the other thing is um, panning around the map itself. It would be a pain with the joysticks. Like you'd have to have one that zooms in and one that pans your camera around. Hmm. And you'd probably have to have some sort of button that either like pulls out the galaxy map. I just feel like the people haven't really done like sat down and tackled that development problem and just tried to try to make it work like design from the ground up a a strategy game for a console yeah like i mean people people designing these things are working on a mouse and keyboard anyway and like yeah for from games early history any kind of strategy game has been on a mouse and keyboard I, I feel like there is a way to do it for console and make it make it like flow smoothly and work pretty well and not be too clunky i'd, I'd like to see it at some point it'd be nice figure it out I'm not a game dev. You personally figure it out. I don't. I don't know how to code. I don't know these. Figure things. it out personally. You bracket colon C. But. I don't know. But bracket, wait, Dan colon, was making but. a game. I was just making a game. <laughs> it was going to be the greatest game of all time. Oh, You'd have to play this podcast and then <laughs> and then put your put your um, speaker next to a mic, and that mic has to be onto a computer. And then whenever I say the code, it will play the game. Do you remember like as as kids, you remember those old like Logitech like it was like a Logitech laptop? No, it wasn't Logitech. It was whatever the ki- like Play School or something. And it was this little laptop and you had like little um tapes, like cassette tapes, and you put into the laptop and you'd hit play on it, but then it would like play a game. I don't think I've seen that before, no. It was the weirdest thing. Like yeah. it was a hot minute during like Probably like ninety five, ninety six. That had these. Oh, I was I like was three. Born in ninety five. <laughs> you kids. Remember? I was born in ninety, and I don't remember this. I had one, and it was the neatest thing. I could never like figure leapfrog? out. Leapfrog. Like yeah, like leapfrog. That's leapfrog the company was cool. I was trying I had to. One of those. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that's similar to what you're talking about. But I had like little math games and stuff. It was the coolest thing, hmm. and I was always yeah, like blaster math 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 blaster. It wasn't math blaster. It was whatever it was on this little cassette that I put into the little cassette player. Did you have math typing blaster. I had Maybe typing blaster. I had Beyblades blaster. Beyblades. Yo, when we get when we get into the Beyblades, get your Beyblades out here, Ritter man. Uh, this isn't a bit. We about, generally uh, want to play the Beyblades. I want to play Beyblades, dude. I haven't played Beyblades since I was a kid. I want to do it again. 
I've never played Beyblades. It's so good. Oh. It's so pure. I mean, it's tops. It pure, eh. Is it like Bakugan? It's wholesome. No, no, it's, it's so like good, Bakugan. though. I didn't really like Bakugan. You no, no one does. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Uh, Beyblade sounds fun, though. You Beyblades. guys talk about Beyblades. You just put tops in a thing, and then they hit each other. That That's does sound fun. You're, uh, you're sandbagging arena. yourself so hard. I want to get drunk and play Beyblades. Dan, yes. What have you been playing? What have you been playing and watching and reading and all that media stuff? Oh Jesus! Everything. Um, let me see. How should we start? So, this time of the year is whenever Games Workshop, um, they 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 preview all their releases for the next three quarters of this year because Origins happening, um. Gen Con happened or is happening. This is this is just whenever G Dub's real busy pumping out things. So there's a couple things that G Dub's announced that kind of caught my eye. Just when you think, just when you think you're out of the game, you're like, man, I'm 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 kind of okay with Warhammer. I'll play it whenever whenever I, I feel like it. But yeah, you've been okay. out of Warhammer for a while. Ever since we did that that league on that week, those few weekends for a couple months. Yeah, it kind of got burned out on. I me. got my feel my feel. I'm like okay. And I haven't really like been motivated to buy anything for it, mm. but I might because Games Workshop announced new Imperial Knights for Chaos. So, for for those that not, are not attuned to the Warhammer lingo here, Imperial Knights are big, huge, giant mechs. They're real good. They're real powerful. Kind of expensive model kit. Super fun to paint and put together. Kind of expensive, a model kit. Kind of expensive. $150 for this model that doesn't even move. Mm-hmm. This you isn't Bandai, man. You can buy a kit. Yeah, you can, but... For the... like 50 bucks. that is the same height. Okay, but that's... And you can move each individual finger. I'm just saying, your it's a kind of kit, expensive though. is way expensive. It's kind of expensive for what it is. It's Games Workshop. You kind of have to adjust your, like price point reality with it i think you're sugarcoating it too much i think you're being too hard on it what do you think about that guy that's uh well that's, yeah uh, that's uh yeah that's exactly the argument isn't it from being <laughs> two sides of different coins or the same coin yeah that would be two funny. sides of different coins actually <laughs> is what it is <laughs> two sides of two different coins placed yeah. on two trains traveling at 45 miles an hour one starts in toledo the other one starts in dayton at what point do those two trains meet Nowhere. There isn't a meeting place. <laughs> Those June, places will never intersect. June 20th of 2021 <laughs> at 8.51 p.m. Joke failed. Remember to cut it. <laughs> but yeah, there's coming out with uh, Chaos versions of those knights, so um, if you're curious, just Google Google Imperial Knights 40k. Hey guys, let's just reference Dan's train joke that he just made two minutes ago so he can't actually <laughs> cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Then those trains will meet, and then they'll have coffee, and then they'll fall in love and have little train babies. Baby train. <laughs> you're baby gonna train! Deny, you're going to deny the baby trains? And that train was Thomas. <gasps> who, was, who was the what? <laughs> Wait. I, of, I was trying to think of that vine where that lady like, walks by and she says something, and the guy's like, and they blah, blah, blah. Oh my god, they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. That's what I couldn't remember. <laughs> yep. Uh, Woo. Oh my god, they were train me. Speaking of Bandai and Gundams and Games Workshop, Games Workshop's coming out with, uh, it, it partnered with Bandai, and they're coming out with this, uh, I think it's a seven inch tall 
primary space marine that yep. does have movable fingers because it's Bandai. Let's see and how expensive Bandai, it is. Let's see what the price point it's is. It's Bandai. It's not going to be super expensive. It's Games Workshop. But it's Bandai. But it's Games Workshop. Bandai's putting it out, so it's probably going to be Bandai pricing. Okay, all right. Like the Funko Pops that they put out are Funko Pop prices. I imagine that's going to be... There's Games Workshop Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah they're terrible. Never seen one. Because Funko Pops are terrible. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I... I'm going to die on this hill. that one Funko Pop that you love. I got there is that one. Every, it's like everybody has a price. It's yeah. like, how much money will it take for you to stab your mom? There is a price point. It might be like trillions of dollars, but once that price point is passed, you'll you'll do whatever the condition is. It wouldn't be trillions of dollars for me as long as I can pay for medical bills and give her like half of it. And I can like, tell hey. you where to stab. You could like give her a little like little butter knife yeah. cut on her wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Like if she would survive afterwards, and I'd probably do make a cut with her and be like, "Hey, I want a million dollars if I stab you. You don't have to go <laughs> this, to work for years. This random, <laughs> 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 this random, this random godlike being is going to give me millions of dollars if I stab you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Mine is if they ever came out with like a Tech Priest model that was a Funko Pop, <laughs> but that would be the only Funko Pop I own because those things are garbage, trash, disgusting looking, garbage things. They're just like okay. I see a few that are really cute. Have you seen the Eeyore one? Because I'm not even into Winnie the Pooh, and the Eeyore Did you one see is those so eyes fucking cute. That will just yeah. suck your soul to the abyss. They look cuter when it's on animals, honestly. The, all the Funko Pops that I've enjoyed have been like animal Funko Pops. Like I own the little pink lion from Steven Universe, and they look really cute with those cute little <laughs> black button eyes. But the people look scary. Or just weird or not right, but all the animal ones are actually pretty cute. Like Eeyore is so fucking adorable, and I don't even like Winnie. I don't even care about Winnie the Pooh, but Eeyore is so fucking adorable. I would buy him just to have him. And be We've like, come full circle to the boy. so ugly it's cute thing. Yeah, no, and mean, the collectible not thing. Ugly, though they're actually just cute, cute. Like, you, know what it, you know what it is though. I don't like collecting things. Oh, I collect a lot of things. I just really don't like collecting things. You have like a whole shelf of Games Workshop models. <laughs> I do, but if you notice that most of my models are hidden away in a box, and those are the ones I have that are too big to put them away in a box. I love collecting things. I collect a lot of useless stuff. I collect like movie ticket stubs of movies I've seen, and I collect rocks and garbage pail kids stickers and a just, lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff I just randomly collect. I look at like random collections, like it. If if I were to have a collection of like, let's just say if I randomly somehow got in the Funko Pops and I started collecting them, mm-hmm. I would look at that shelf and be like, "That's something I have to dust and does nothing." <laughs> That's also something I'm going to have to dust and does nothing. I don't, I'm a big hide your shame kind of guy. I like to keep, yeah. despite having like two or three sh- bookshelves of board games here, I like to keep things hidden away and that nerd part just. Not, hiding not me, in man. boxes go crazy with it. i actually had a manager at my old job who collected funko pops like didn't take them out of the box and everything and one time he showed me a picture of his collection and oh my god it was like looking into the house of a madman this picture he showed me like an entire wall of his house like a big wall too not like a little uh, a little corner wall an entire wall of his house had rows like several deep of boxes of Funko Pops that went from the floor all the way to the ceiling. It was like a wall That's just, made of Funko Pop, and it covered the entire that, wall. And he was like, yeah, these are all my Funko Pops. And I was like, what? That is doing something to me right now he has that like I can't describe. It's kind of like, like, I would just look at that, if that was my house, and be like, oh God, there are too many objects here that I have to deal with. My cat would knock it over instantly. My cat would eat all those, puke all them, knock it over. 
Like, My oh, cat man. would die in that Funko Pop avalanche. <laughs> Please save cats from Funko. Every year, dozens of cats die in Funko Pop avalanches. Solely from that man's house. That man just keeps For pennies cats. a day, you too can help prevent <laughs> cat Funko Pop related deaths. But don't give and them the, the pennies to him because he will buy more Funko Pops and more cats. Call 1-800-464-SAVE-MY-CAT from the Funko Pop avalanche. It was crazy. I remember seeing that picture and it like something visceral in me reacted to it. And I was like, that's fucked up, dude. We're fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's so many Funko Pops. That's all an entire wall. And look, yeah. Back to hard segue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, well I, oh, I have opinions about Funko Pops. <laughs> I've stated them. You guys know it. I do. Uh, and for people out there who are looking at their Funko Pop collection right now going, I can't believe this random asshole on the internet hates Funko Pops. You do you, man. Live your best life. You do you. If this makes you happy, except if, if my manager is listening. If they spark joy, if they <laughs> be, spark careful. joy be careful with your cats because they'll might knock it down. Yeah. And then and then you'll, I'll, you'll receive all the 25 cents that we got from our new uh, new sponsor, the Funko Pop Cat Alliance. <laughs> Just like honestly, just watch too. out for your fucking cats in general. Because my cat knocked my bismuth sample off of my counter and broke it into three pieces, and now I don't have a bismuth sample. I have three shards of bismuth in my rock collection. Is that the cool one that has like little squares? Yeah, um, rainbow and, and bitter. And they also knocked over my goblin statue, and yeah. its leg broke. We're getting know. we're getting glass cabinets from IKEA to put yeah. all the rocks in at some point. Because my the cats are mo- if you have a cat just l- look at your cat right now and go hey you're kind of a dick cats are kind of dicks they are so the last bit of G Dub news is they're coming out with a <laughs> sorry for the hard segue <laughs> it's fine <laughs> I just realized I'm like okay fuck cats That's anyway what our podcast is about it's just hard segues into different things just just like it's like a truck barreling down the highway and we're all just kind of pulling on the steering wheel in random directions. We got some G-Dub news uh, here. My cat's an asshole. My cat's an asshole. (laughs) Our podcast subtitle should be a podcast all about segues. It should be. (laughs) It really should be. (laughs) Uh, Games Workshop's coming out with a new version of a game mode called Apocalypse. Now, in the past, what an Apocalypse 40K game would mean is, hey, here's my entire collection of Space Marines. I have... 4,000 points worth of Space Marines. Let me throw another 2,000 points of Imperial Knights and go up against your 8,000 points of whatever. I didn't know they were doing more Apocalypse stuff, though. So, what they're doing is... I I haven't uh, dug deep in it, but what what I can tell is instead of being played traditionally like 8th edition Warhammer, it's its own game game system, much like Kill Team's its own game system. So, they have unit movement trays for it. Mm. Um... It's still going to be played with a ton of models, yeah. but I think they're doing it in a way that you can get an Apocalypse game done in less than eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the pictures and previews looked cool. They had, like, uh, the Space Marine Army with, like, some of the big Forge World um, Titans, hmm. like the things that cost $1,000, which, you know, G-Dub prices... The, the, this is this is the Porsche a Daddy... a little expensive. This is the Porsche Just Daddy hobby. Two people playing Devil's Advocate... <laughs> Once here, just just a little bit. It's just a they're, little they're expensive. They're kind of expensive. When you get they're that not, deep into the hobby, there are expensive. ways they're to get into games. Kind of. There is ways to get in the Warhammer where it's not expensive. Just a little bit, kind of. There, I don't believe you. 
I'm into Warhammer. I don't believe it's you. It's part of <laughs> the appeal. It is a gated community, practically. <laughs> that oh. is the... You must be this, this rich to play this game gate. You don't have to do use their purpose. models, though. You can print out little tiny yeah, if space you marines. Be lame. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Says the man in the ivory tower behind the gated community. You tell hey, me. poor people, fuck you. you tell, that's what they're doing. You tell that's me. what you're doing. No, that's what Games Workshop you is doing by making that. your stuff you so I you an alternative. Yeah, okay, so you, let you, you you show up at a tournament. You go to the tournament for whatever you go to. The tournament scene is okay, definitely a yeah, gated community. Yeah, you can use whatever models you want. You just can't play in tournaments. Yeah, you, you don't play in tournaments. I don't, but if I wanted to, I would have to spend the money you would. on the product. But It's like saying, oh, you don't have to buy magic cards. You can just print them out and put them in sleeves and play with them at a casual level. Go to a tournament. Do it. You can do that. Go try to do something competitive. You can't do that. I'm I'm going to side with Ritter here because, like, half of the appeal of playing Magic is going to, like, your Friday night Magics and just playing with, like, all the people that show up. But You 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 can play uh... kitchen table Magic with, like, your couple of friends after a while, but after a while, it gets kind of old. I mean, proxy cards are a thing that people do. Yeah, I used to do that all the time when I was first getting into it. you know, is a thing when you can't afford it. But when you really want to start, like, getting into the hobby, kitbashing your stuff, making it look cool, painting it appropriately doing all the techniques to it, you have to put in the money. And that's where it is gated. They're selling stuff for like $80 that should be 20 is all I'm saying. I mean, you're not wrong. I would love mm. for it to be 20 bucks. Yeah. There is no reason for the stuff to be as expensive as it is. As it is. Absolutely. You're right. Fair Especially point. with Games Workshop making the profit that they're making now and actually doing good things with their IP. Like, like uh, a while ago, they put their... Or they started developing some good games. Like, finally, some good, like, PC games. Like, uh... Oh, shoot. What was the one I... I think it's called Mechanicum. Yeah. Yeah, Warhammer 40k Mechanicum. It's basically kind of like an XCOM. You got, like, a squad of tech priests, and then you could buy some servitors and Skatari. But, yeah, it it was a good game. It reviewed re- really well, and I'm sure they made some good money off of it. Yeah. Yo, G-Dub. Lower your prices a little bit. Yeah. But no, no. What I was getting at, though, is you could always buy on the secondhand market, buy some, some dudes like 20-year-old Space Marines, or just get in the kill team. Honestly, yeah. Anybody that's listening out there, if you're even thinking about looking at Warhammer, just play kill team. Just You need like just kill team. Four, four to five to ten models for it, and you can spend like 50 bucks and just be set. And just you'll have so much fun with it. And Kill Team's great. Kill the rule set's so much better than than actual forty K's. It honestly set. is. It really like, is. I will die on that hill. I will Be- do. There's there's actual rules and mechanics for dealing with terrain. Yeah. Where in forty K, like your big game of forty K, oh hey, um that one guy's toe isn't behind that building, so I'm gonna shoot that entire squad and now they're all dead. Yeah, that makes no sense. And it feels like there's less gaminess, though I haven't played at a high enough level in Kill Team to see any sort of gaminess. Mm. But in, in, like, normal 40K, people will game the shit out of it with unit placements and, Mm. like, I don't know. I could rant a little bit about the actual mechanics of, of yeah, big I could 40K. Too, but, but the thing I would I would add to that is just if anybody's out there is thinking into getting into it, just, just buy a pack of like $50 Space Marines or whatever faction you're looking at and just get basic rule book and just go have some fun shooting some dudes with Kill Team. Yeah, that's all you really need. It, it plays like an hour. It's 
That's a, that's one other th- mark against 40k is it takes like three or four hours to play. It's so much setup. Yeah, I've I've been wanting to do like a series on how to get into 40k and really push the whole yo just do kill team. If you really like kill team and you want to add some bigger boys. Speaking of which, hmm. this is a great segue. Yeah. Another thing G Dub released is a new expansion for kill team called Elites, oh, where they're that. adding more elite choices. So Space Marines are going to get like um terminators mm. and some of the new uh phobos armored marines um i think gray knights are getting um what are those guys what are the, your terminators called justicars for who you gray knights gray knights have paladins and justicars are squad leaders yeah i think you're getting a justicar and a yeah a justicar is just like your sergeant for a normal um squad I think they're they're running that as a commander. I don't know. I didn't really take a good look at all the things. What are they called? There's a specific name for the Terminators that I thought was more than just Terminators. Maybe it's just normal Grey Knight Terminators because you have Paladins that in 7th edition were two-wound Terminators. Paladins. That's what they're coming out with for Grey Knights. Okay. That was what I said originally. Yeah. That was my bad. Took a second. So they had... uh, Yeah, Paladins were like your... Super stupid expensive squad, but they were two wound terminators. Back when two wounds meant a thing. Yeah, when everything was one wound. It was a big deal. It was a real big deal. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how many wounds terminators uh, are now. We should bust out some seventh edition. Yeah, you say, but you can't use any of the primaris stuff in that. You can't, but you got all your grey knights still, right? I do. I mean and you got all your white scars. I do. So unfortunately do. for the primaris though we could always house rule it a little bit. I don't know if it'd be possible. I need to look mm. more at their data sheets. It's just really kicked me out of the hobby. It, I, I just, like, I, I get to this point where it's the only thing that I can think of because I like doing things by the book. Yeah. I like, if I do something, if I get a magic deck, that I that just to go by an easy thing, I get every single card from a specific set into that deck, narrow it down to exactly what I want, don't use anything out of any other block for this deck, use a guy put sleeves on it and i get a matching deck box for the sleeves and the sleeves match the deck i put time and care into building a thing and when i want and that's fun for me and i consider that fun and like i enjoy playing that deck then so in order to get an army that i want to play like to make my army what i would consider fun it's dropped like three hundred dollars yeah and that's to get like a thing of aggressors to get a redemptor like the Land Raider, whatever that thing is called. Not a Redemption. Oh, um, Repulsor? Yeah, Repulsor. Repulsor. I think they're coming out with a new Repulsor, too. Yeah, the, I've heard of that, because that's the only transport that Ultramarine, that Primaris can take. Yeah, present. which, again, if you're a Space Marine player, like like you are... like All my Rhinos and Drop Pods are useless. All your Tac Marines are going to be useless soon, too, because you know they're probably going to start phasing Tac Marines out. Yeah, there's just no like reason to run them. They're overcosted for what they do compared to Primaris. Yeah. They are underpowered compared to what they do to Primaris. Absolutely. Because you get... Uh, it's the same armor save, but just worse guns in general. And no option to upgrade them. None. None so whatsoever. It's just like... You're stuck with that. So here, your 60-plus tack marines that you have are just dead in the water. Yeah, basically. So... Yeah, I'd have to get a thing of aggressors, a th- repulsor, a I think another squad of the flying dudes, 
I think I needed another. I actually need another set of intercessors because I only have the two intercessor squads to make three squads to get the battalion, whatever thing. Yeah. And did you um? That's like sh- sixty, sixty, eighty, right there. Did I show you the new Phobos armor stuff they got? Like uh. Yeah, the that's librarian. Like what use. Yeah, the Reapers. Um, there's a sniper squad too that looked pretty cool. Because I was really yeah, tempted just in phasing out scouts as well now. Yeah, they are. Scouts now don't need to exist because you have people in full-on power armor sniping. Yeah, and I think they get some something crazy like you can't deep strike within nine inches of them, and I think they get like a scout move at the beginning of the game, so you can just like, okay, well they're out here in no man's land, and you can't deep strike. Right. But um, yeah, like uh, and like, there's RP no downside to Reaver. Like Reavers have uh, all the same stat line. I'm pretty sure as Primaris Marines. Yeah, like they don't even lose armor. I think they got the same armor, same toughness, same amount of wounds. It's just that they can't carry a bolt rifle. That, so so that you... they're the same defensively, which is what scouts weren't. Scouts were squishier. Yeah, before. Now the scouts have the same defensive abilities. It's just a matter of what weapons they can carry. Is the only difference. Hmm. Yeah. So, man, I don't know anything about Space Marines, and everything you were saying to me is just going right over my head. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know any of these Some words. deep Warhammer. Those who knows will know. Where I know, like I? the yeah. old, my faction of Warhammer is Tyranids. Now I know how people feel like whenever I talk to them about my Tyranid stuff. Like, oh, I've got my my bug plasma blaster, and I've got my my leeching claws and stuff, and all your gants, germagants, yeah. hermagants, flermagants, Steve gants. People probably have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I got this dude with like a prehensile pincer tail. He's so cool. He's got like a plus one to his attack. Do you like um, Ritter? Do you like kill team? No, no, <laughs> no. A kill team's fine. That, okay. uh, that's my standard bit of answering no immediately. No, um, <laughs> that's a good bit. <laughs> kill team is not bad. Kill team is fine. It's. Uh, not my favorite thing. Okay. Uh, because I want the bigger game of Warhammer. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but it is a serviceable replacement. It's the... It's like the difference between playing normal magic or commander magic. Like, it's two very different variants, and commander magic is going to take longer. And sometimes I want that. I want, like, a oh, bigger game. Okay, yeah. this is, you know, cool stuff going on here. See what kind of crazy combo I can get out of this deck that I built. Uh, whereas, like, a normal game of Magic is over in a few turns, realistically. Yeah. If you're just swinging away at the other person, trying to kill them, it shouldn't last very long. Yeah. So. I got the opposite of you. I think if I'm wanting to play, like, a, a longer, meatier game anymore, I'd just rather play, like, Twilight Imperium or some, like, big, long, thinky board game at that point. I think that's, I think that's where I, I swing now. There's if I want to play some, like, skirmish thing, I like playing uh, Kill Team or, or Gaslands or Monpoc or something like that. Yeah. If I want to do like miniature stuff, but if I want to go anything long, I kind of lean more towards board games at this point. There is something to be said about setting up like even as much as I complain about it, Scythe, compared to setting up like the two tables for a seven by four uh, foot play area, yeah. pulling out all the terrain. Mm-hmm. Like it's still fun, and we're gonna. I, I still plan on playing Warhammer for the foreseeable future, but there's there's better alternatives for me right now than. Then the big, huge, dragging all out all the terrain, pulling out all your models, realizing that, oh, crap, I need to go back and reclude these guys or touch up the paint on these guys. Yeah. Give it a few months once you've actually had like the, the burnout of that, that two months of playing the league. 
fade yeah. away. I think other gold will be back into it. I think point. what I might do is once these new Imperial Knight models um, start dropping, I might wait until some eBay Skype scalper prices go down a little bit and pick one or two kits up because the, those kits are so much fun to put together and they're so much fun to paint. I bet they are, yeah. And then we'll see what happens after that. I might. I, I did have this plan for a, a uh, Nurgle aligned. Again, this is deep into the wood, to the forest for our non forty k listeners. I apologize, mm. but you came here for for random bullshit. So here's some random bullshit. But my idea for this army was it was a Nurgle like uh, Death Guard force that invaded a uh, Forge world. So you have like Nurgle being all about like decay of flesh and death and rebirth, all very fleshy based things. But you like have the juxtaposition with this Forge world where they're all like all about the flesh is weak. So I wanted to have some Imperial Knights to reflect that. I wanted to get some old Skatari units and kind of nurgle them up a little bit and run them as cultists. With all my, like, Death Guard stuff. Hmm. Just had this nice, fluffy, like... Excatari Nurgle cultist. That'd be neat. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a, th- a theme that, you, like, I, I've seen anywhere. It'd be really cool to see uh, the Skatari are normally, like, these, like, cyborg dudes that have, like, a, a bright crimson red, like, robe and stuff put on them, like, for, like, the color of Mars and whatnot. But it'd be cool to see them painted up, like, that, that drab green with, like, mm. all that rust and flesh and stuff like that. That'd be cool looking. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you notice those test models I showed you a while back of some... uh some death guards like um they uh that that rust job I did on them yeah yeah that's the whole color I wanted to paint the death guard part of that army hmm. i was going to call them the legion of rust oh i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. and i was going to a really good job with like rust on the uh, the gaslands cars thank you that yeah. was a really super easy way to paint rust too cuz i i looked forever it's surprisingly hard to like, find a nice, easy way to do rust, because mm. you'll find everything from, like, somebody go, okay, well, here, you take this brown paint, you sponge it on, then you take this orange paint, you sponge it over that. That was okay. To where people were actually using this powder, this, like, I, don't, I think it was, like, some sort of powder to actually cause rust to uh, happen on the model itself. Huh. Like I could see people, like, putting a car in, like, a glass of water and like doing the electrolysis thing. Yeah. Like you'll put like a wire from one thing with a nine volt battery and actually cause the thing to try to rust. Yeah. I can see people trying to do that for just for, just for the, the bit in the hobby. And then like you look at world war two painters where they like, not world war two painters, but people who paint world war two games when they, I, I mentioned that because those are usually the guys who like to paint weathering on stuff mm. and you'll see them painstakingly just paint the, like the rust outline. Yeah, I don't do know how people diff- could sit down and do that. Like my my Tyranid Force has kind of like got the base like tan and green slapped yeah. onto it, and I try to give it like a nice wash to make it look kind of fleshy. But I I can't do like the the minuscule details like some people like that can. Absolutely. That's so insane. what I did is I'm going to use the name of some GW paints. Um, so GW has this line of paints that are textured paints. Mm. One is called Typhus Corrosion, and it's like this drab kind of brownish dark brown dark green paint but it's gritty because it has like some chunks of something in it it's not like texture on that so that's where the texture comes from and then i took um i took a bright orange paint um 
I'm trying to remember what the GW equivalent is called. I think Troll Slayer Orange or something like that. Mm. Or maybe it was a GW Dry. Yeah, it was a GW Dry paint that was the orange. And okay. I don't remember the name of it. I apologize. Yeah. So I took that and then I did the dry brushing technique where you, you get your, your brush, you put some paint in it, and then you try to work all the paint throughout the brush so you barely have any wet paint on the brush itself. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of rub it over the surface so the paint will transfer to the the, the ridges. And then I just uh, did a little bit of shading or uh, ink work, not ink work, um, shaders, uh, the G-Dub inks. They're not inks, are they? What are they called? Washes. Washes. The G-Dub washes, and I, I, I took the black one, and I made sure it got into all the recesses around the like the hoods and anywhere where there would be a shadow. Hmm. And that like was pretty much took, it. Like the corrugated cardboard, and you like took the outsides of it off, where you, oh, you just yeah, took like I... the ridge parts of the inside of corrugated cardboard, and you put it on the side as if it was like rusted sheet steel for like armor of the cars. Yeah, that yeah, was really cool looking. You paint it up, look like rusty and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I saw that because there's a lot of people out there who modify Hot Wheels cars for Gasland, and um, you just glue a bunch of random crap to a car, and mm-hmm. then once you throw some paint on it, it'll look good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But um, what were we talking about? G-Dub stuff. G-Dub stuff. I talked about the Elites, correct? Yeah, the, we talked about Elites. You're talking about the new Imperial Knight models coming out. And then the new Apocalypse game mode, yep. which that is that is Porsche Daddy Hammer. That is the guys who will spend like like five or six grand a year on Warhammer models. Yeah. Those, those, are the, those are those guys. Yeah. But um, it's cool to see that they're, they're coming out with a game mode for that. Um, I feel like I've been talking forever. Uh, I got two more things on here, though. Uh, games I've been playing. So, I started playing Skyrim again. Why? <laughs> You're not wrong. That is That was what I was expecting. <laughs> like, uh, what What are you seeking to gain? I'm interested to know. What is the, what was, was your motivation? Walk me kinda, through your process. Okay, I'll talk you through my process. <laughs> so, I just, it's still installed on my computer because, uh, Big Boss still likes it. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll pass by it. But it's some... I think I saw something on Reddit somewhere about somebody playing Skyrim, and something clicked, and I was like, I kind of want to dip back in to see... to remember why I didn't like this game. Right. So I dipped back in. I started a character. I was going to do something I've never done before, which is just primarily focus on, like, summoning in, uh, like demons or undead so i did that you know what scarab was a pretty okay game in fact i would say it was the last good game that bethesda has ever made now here there's an asterisk bethesda still made it so it's still bethesda jank as all get out <laughs> like you're walking along and all of a sudden in the distance you see a buggy fly 40 feet in the air and yeah. just bounce around and you see like npcs just walk into walls yeah but it's not it's not as bad as I remember. Like, I never thought... I mean, to be fair, Skyrim is Skyrim. I never There's, thought it was bad either. It's not bad, but it's one of those games that's just like, oh, God, it's Skyrim again. I, love I just Skyrim. don't feel like you gain anything from playing it. I what feel like it's a waste of time to play it. That's just, what do you mean, game? Like, your opinion, man. Well, when you get... <laughs> Uh, but it, there's, I feel like there's nothing to get out of the story anymore. Like you know the story, and you. I've beat actually it, like, never eh. played it. 
You tell so me one of the people that doesn't rewatch movies. Well, yeah, I don't. Why would you rewatch it? You've already seen it once. Yeah, I, I, I don't case. think I don't think that that's the best metric. It's honestly the best thing about Skyrim to me. <laughs> Why would you rewatch a movie? You already sat through it once. I rewatch movies constantly. Kyle M does that too. Kyle yeah. watched one movie like seven times in theaters. Like kept going back to the theater to watch it. Godzilla twenty fourteen, baby. No, I rewatch movies. Con- My favorite movie, actually, I'm staring at it right now, is Stranger Than Fiction, uh, with Will Ferrell. And uh, Will I've seen that movie at least Bill five Ferrell. times. He's and then uh, I have my comfort movies that make me feel good to watch. I've seen Hairspray at least 26 times. Like, that is not an exaggeration. I've seen the, the Hairspray remake at least 26 times. I just don't understand the motivation for it. Like, you already know I what's going to happen, though. You have fun. Yeah, but I enjoy them. But yeah, if I you like enjoy it. how it's shot, you enjoy the story. Have I you like ever things. reread a book? No. Hey, this goes back to oh, what this I... This is some new Ritter lore we got here. <laughs> I didn't know people reread books. That's a why would you reread? Thing. Unless you, like, forgot. But then, like, that's the hardest... Th- that's why I don't understand how you can restart games. Like, that's the hardest thing for me. It's like is, them. like, I already know what's going to happen here. Yeah, like, but then you why think... Why would I redo this? Okay. Okay, with Skyrim, let's take Skyrim as an example. I'm playing through it a way that I've never played through it before. I Usually I, I go either, like, warrior, I don't do much with magic. There's one playthrough where I did just pretty much all with the shouts. But I've never done this particular build before. So I want to see how viable it is, how much fun it is to play. Also, like I said before, I've never actually beaten Skyrim. I see. It's experience but, itself. Like if mm-hmm. you if you're just going about it by just knowing what happens in the game, then why even bother like going through the mechanics of playing the game itself? Why don't you just look up the story and read the yeah, story of the game? Exactly. Like, like, I mean, you, you have fun playing the game with things. the mechanics and whatnot. Well, if it's just a synopsis, you're not getting every tiny detail, though. You could look up stuff that gives you every tiny detail. If I could, I would read that. They have wikis solely devoted to games that give you every detail of it. You'd be surprised. I've tried to look up... I tried to do Persona 4 like that, because I didn't want to play through mm. Persona 4 Golden. I wanted to know what is different happening in Persona 4. Could not find it. Tried, like, a long while to find it. Now I just don't know. So, there are instances, yeah, where I don't want to sit through the button presses. Where if I can just read, and I can read so much faster than I watch, which is why I prefer reading books to watching movies. Fair. So... Yeah, I get that. That uh, if the, if the option was always there, like if I could, if I really cared enough, read all of what happens in The Witcher Three, I would probably just read all of it. Well, so, how many times have you played Dark Souls? Uh, Dark Souls is different. How is it you different? You are measuring how yourself against you other are also, players. How you're not PvP? I guess you build a viable PvP character. I never, I never go for the PvP in Dark Souls though. Well, I could care less. Good, like. Depending on when you get in, like, you join, like, the Dragon's Eye, where it's just duels all day. I'd spend many an hour just doing duels, because after you win so many duels, you get, like, sick dragon armor and Is stuff. Is that the same thing that drives you in um, Final Fantasy? Exactly. So Final Fantasy, you build different so classes. So the, the same like thing drives me in Skyrim right now. Yeah. It's not, there's I'm not nobody playing. to measure against in Skyrim. You're measuring you're against yourself in your people. entertainment. You're playing against yourself. I mean, you don't have to measure up against do. other people. D- just go if, for the experience of it. Yeah, Different even if you were, just but it's fun. Like D- it's like DDO. You start new characters on there because you're partying with different people and showing, like, well, that makes ah, sense. this it's... guy, and he's viable in this. Like, sure, you can make somebody viable in Skyrim. You can just turn cheats on and win in Skyrim. But you don't. It's not fun, though. And you can play it right. on hard. It's mm-hmm. by the same... You're, you're measuring your, 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 your standards against yourself by not, like, 
cheesing out and switching it to easy. Like, the way I'm playing is pretty difficult because I gotta keep, like, summoning people. I haven't put anything into health, and I'm only wearing, like, light armor because that's helping my magic regen. It's a completely different experience than, like, going through it with, like, heavy armor and, like, two handed weapon and just, like, going through and smashing through headlong. If you play, like, the, the stand back and caster dude, it's, like, a completely different experience. It's just a different game at that point. But you just play everything with your dude. Yeah, eventually. I mean, you still go through the storyline and stuff. I only sure. ever made one character. And, if it, like, sometimes I'd be playing through and I'd be like, well, let's go with magic. And I'd just start leveling up restoration and destruction. And then sometimes I'd be like, let's just put on all heavy armor. But I never made different characters for those things. I just did it all with the one character. Which like, you can you do, but... Complete all the quest lines. Complete the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves' Guild, the Archmages, the Fighters' Guild... Do it all with one dude. Sure, you can, you but that takes forever to do. Well, and this way forever. I'm restricting myself to going, I can't use that magic, or I can't use that tree, I can't use this tree, and I can't use this tree. I'm putting restrictions on myself. I've never restricted a tree before. I've just used all of them, because why restrict yourself if the game isn't restricting you? Because you want the challenge of it. There's a certain, there's a certain number of skill points you have in the game, like it's a finite, right? They no. also did the legendary thing where you can just... going. Oh, I played I played Skyrim for three straight weeks. At like uh, there was, I had a winter break in college where I played Skyrim for three straight weeks and did nothing but eat, work, sleep, and play Skyrim and did nothing else. I mean, I did nothing else with my life, and I swore off Skyrim after those three weeks. So I, there might be a few gaps in my Skyrim knowledge since then. <laughs> yeah, who knows the Skyrim? Who knew the Skyrim was still a good game? So like, it was never a bad game. It's just that you're not feel like you're not gaining anything out of it. I'm I mean, getting the enjoyment it, of it, though. Like A lot of people enjoy it. Yeah. Like, do you, would you consider your personal enjoyment, like, Persona, would you consider your personal enjoyment of your second playthrough lessened because you know what's going on, or you... I very rarely make it through the second playthrough of Persona. But, I know I'm trying to get the social links as my main pull, is what I should be getting out of it. But it very rarely happens. I usually get bored at a point, even putting it on hard difficulty. Yeah, and I'm probably going to get bored at a point with Skyrim, and never, not finish it, but I'm having, I'm enjoying it right now. I guess so. I, just, I think we just play games differently. Yeah. And also just like any kind of media content, like, what do you think whenever uh, Dan and Big Boss, pretty frequently from what I understand, rewatch The Office and stuff because Oh you god, enjoy so many it. times. So like, they just rewatch it because they enjoy it. They know I everything that's going to happen. I thought it was just like filler happen. noise, like having a fan on. Yeah, it's kind well, of a filler like noise too. too. I mean, I rewatch movies and I will intently rewatch it. I've seen Megamind like six times because I really like that movie. Will Hannah Ferrell. does the same thing. She'll rewatch movies cause she, or shows or stuff like that. Cause she just, I've rewatched the entirety of Friends twice. And that show has like 10 or 11 seasons in it and i know everything that's going to happen i just enjoy it it's just an enjoyable experience i have fun i like i like the characters i like the story i like to rewatch it and be like oh i like these guys yeah but to play devil's advocate i get ritter's ritter's point on how he consumes media too like new things all the time new things it it makes sense yeah Yeah. just like maybe we're the weirdos Maybe we're all the weirdos. I also. I'm going to go see Godzilla: King of the Monsters at least six times in theaters. Yeah, he's already. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. I'm going to know exactly what happens the 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 second through sixth time, but I'm going to enjoy the spectacle of it. He already told me don't expect me home any of the nights for the (laughs) next week after it comes out, and I'm like, okay. Well, one of those will be with me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, You just got to join me. 
Like, I think my, my media weird is I'm really bad at finishing things. Mm, you are. Like, I yeah. very rarely actually finish anything. You guys ever catch up on that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I, we, she restarted it. <laughs> you guys. We're about halfway through. That one episode I wanted to talk about, I was like, guys, you got to watch that new episode. And you instead restarted the entire series. Yep. Do you watch the extended <laughs> right. editions of Lord of the Rings? Yep. Again. <laughs> I haven't had a chance yet, though. <laughs> I saw Dan like look behind him, like, uh, no. I didn't start Corey or uh, Avatar yet either. Avatar Last Airbender, one of my good. favorite shows. That's real good. Yeah, but I am planning on it. Yeah, it is, a good time it is there. Uh, last thing I got is another Paradox game because, of course, I like Paradox games because they don't have a story, they don't have a structure, and I don't feel bad about not finishing them because there's not really a finish because they're strategy games. Yeah. I figured it out a thing about myself. I like strategy games because you don't have to finish them. Anyways, it's called <laughs> Surviving Mars, and it just had a new expansion pack called uh, Green Planet. And it turns this game into a colony surviving game. So you got your dudes on Mars, you're trying to make sure they're fed, they're healthy, you got your robots gathering resources. You know, your typical strategy um, village builder or colony builder. But this time it adds an entire component where you're trying to terraform Mars, which makes the game feel just like the board game Terraforming Mars, which is also a fantastic board yeah. game. Small segue. I, I'll, I won't, won't keep it you very long. Oh, that's okay. Speaking of Terraforming Mars, the board game, I got two expansions for it recently oh. that I'm really hoping to play here soon. And Terraforming Mars is just a very good board game in and of itself. And you never I played with the expansions? I thought we did. We played with one of the expa- we played two of the expansions actually. The Hellas and Elysium, the new boards that we played, the Venus one. But I bought Colonies and Prelude recently. I never got to play them yet. Oh, I didn't know it had more. Yeah, it's got more, and there's a Kickstarter for one right now that I actually backed just this morning. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. It adds like new boards and stuff like that. But yeah, Terraforming Mars is a great one. If I, I know it ranks very it. highly, and I've played it a few times, hmm. and it's fine. I uh, I don't know if I pick it as my first game to play. But it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's probably not my favorite either, but I still really like playing it. I'm just surprised how highly it's ranked, I guess, if I had to say, because it's like sixth on Board Game Geek. I, I think I'd rank it up there at least in my top five, really. I don't know. It just doesn't... Uh, I feel like other games do that better. Hmm. Yeah, just uh, somewhat confusing, and if you don't really get a good set with your corporation and get dealt good cards to begin with, you're just kind of... The base rules that, that set up where you just draw four cards and you get what you get and that's it. It's pretty rough to deal with, but right, if you do the drafting variant that we do that's in the back of the rule book, drafting makes it a lot better. Yeah, even with that, like, I can't imagine not drafting. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, like, impossible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Terraform Mars is really good, and I've almost got all the expansions for it. When this Kickstarter comes out, I'll have all of them. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what have we all been playing together? Oh, we played a lot of Gloomhaven ever since the last podcast. Yeah, we did. Oh, man. That's Indeed. been great. I would that, say I understand why it's ranked number one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Gloomhaven, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I all love right. Gloomhaven. We are going to talk around all <laughs> of the spoilers because this game has so many spoilers. Yeah, it does. I don't it think does. we've encountered any yet. We haven't encountered any yet, but I just I with have. the scenarios that we've done because I know all the boss names. <laughs> so I'm like, whoof, Eep. That's Stay a good name. That one. That's a metal album. That thing has a lot of multiplication on it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. It's a really enjoyable game. I'm really loving it. So would yeah. you guys say that Gloomhaven is the best version of a D&D campaign that you guys have played? Yes, absolutely. Uh, For me, 100%. Yeah, I'd have to say so. In yeah. board game form? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I uh, a little segue here for to explain why Ritter has looked forward to everything. Um, for the past couple, or like two or three sessions, right? Mm-hmm. For the past two or three sessions, uh, Ritter sat out with his. He, he played like a rogue character, dude. He sat out for like the past two or three sessions, and Hannah has sat in and played some little rat-looking thing called a mind thief, and she's been part of our party ever since. And Ritter's been like a kind of our DM with it, like explaining all the situations and setting up all the rooms and stuff like that. It seems like it worked out really well. It works out really well. Like us, us not having any spoilers of what's going on in that scenario and just having Ritter do all the stuff. uh, Like it's been really fun. I kind of feel bad that you're not actually in the the scenario with us and getting to play with us. Well, no, it's fine. I feel like I'm keeping it moving a lot better. And if Hannah's enjoying it, then that's great. I didn't think she would enjoy it, but she seems to be. So that's fantastic. Mm. So I'll leave it at that. But, uh, yeah. I know all the names and stuff because I've gone through and organized this box at least three or four times. So I <laughs> have seen everything. I haven't opened any boxes, so I am free from spoilers on that. But, uh, yeah, I really think that a fifth person on this is useful. Yes. For getting you set up. It keeps everything moving. We probably wouldn't get through nearly as many things if someone wasn't saying, like, oh, this next room's going to have this. I'll have these pieces set aside for this. Oh, that mm-hmm. thing is trapped. I know this because I set that up, or that I'm going to set that room up, but I'm not telling them that. <laughs> you know, so, like, it'll, you just know that there are rooms and you don't get to see what's in the rooms. But if I was playing along as the rogue, it would be hard for me to say, wait, maybe don't open that door. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe yeah. let's give that a second. It's just hard to not metagame when you are setting up and you see everything in the... Oh, I have to set up a boss for this particular thing. Better not use my good stuff for this. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to use anything here. That would be a little awkward, yeah. Uh, Isn't it, though? I really so, like... That's the only thing that I would say is like a design flaw in it is that it really should recommend a fifth person to do all the stuff. But I imagine it couldn't do that because that would hurt sales. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, like, if you have a fifth person anyways, it's... I don't know what was going with that. There's a lot of games out there that have your your last person in the group be, like, the uh, the overlord of, like, moving all the enemies and, like, looking at all the, the story spoilers and stuff and being the antagonist for the group. It, it's kind of nice the way that the enemies are... are kind of autonomous in this game where they they do like a set thing there is a rule that they must follow which makes it possible to play the game predictably uh and strategize around that because if something is just going to do whatever the heck the dm feels like it's going to do you're kind of at a loss for building a strategy and you can't just do anything you've got cards restricting your actions so it has a bit of a mental chess game going on because you know that people are going to react in a certain way, and then you can follow suit with it and execute a plan effectively. Yeah, yeah. Like Dark Souls, once you see an enemy and have seen its moveset, you can be like, all right, I know how to beat this thing. Now it's just a matter of timing it and doing it. Mm, I see the pattern. Yep. I really like the AI system in it, though. It it it, it feels it feels good. Like It doesn't feel like... Uh, the enemies are walking the walls or, like, being Bumble Kings. Right. Now, there is a system of randomness to it with the differing initiatives and different actions that they will take on their turns. Yeah. Which is still something that you have to plan for because you don't know. Maybe this thing has an AoE. Maybe this thing has a heal. Maybe this thing has a sprint. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe the skeleton's going to summon more skeletons. Right. there There are elements there that can make it so that you've got just enough information... To make it so you can kind of think about what's going to happen, but not enough so that you're always in control. Is there a skeleton ball? 
Skeleton uh, ball. Nah, 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 nah. Anything can have a special rule thrown into it. I didn't think there was going to be a series. Well, we won't go into any more spoilers. Than that. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Good job. <laughs> Proud of you, bud. Aye. My favorite thing so far with this has been when you get, when you first get your character in the game, you get dealt a couple of cards that can be your your life goal for your character, and it would take something like like five, ten scenarios, maybe even more, to complete this life goal. But when you complete it you got to retire your character and get a new one. And seeing some of these things, like the one I've got now, I, I like I'm not going to spoil it because we're, we're keeping them all secret from each other. Yeah. As you're supposed to. Yeah, as, as it tells you to. in the rule book. Yeah. I definitely have not told anyone mine. Right, right. Yeah, sure. Right. Hannah okay. and Rainey have definitely not told each other what theirs are. But oh, you're talking about? this girl right here, this girl will go, uh, we'll, we'll do an event and we'll have a couple different options and we all agree on the options and this girl right here is like I'm going to see what those other options are I wait until after the event after over, the event though. I like to, to know fair. everything what's the point I go through all the lore of all the games I try to figure out all the other side thing if I, it's like a branching question like a game where there's one side and the other side I'll pick my side and then look up exactly everything the other side would do I like to know all that stuff that's I, just I me like I love spoilers I read the last page of a book before I even start the book I Madman. look, look up, at his mad lad I over look here. up the end of a series before I start the series. Like I always have enjoyed knowing all the spoilers and how it's gonna end and everything. So yeah. that's just me. I like just like going on a road event and you got two options and you pick one and just never knowing what the other one was was gonna be. Like yeah. I just we didn't choose it. Which is never another thing which if I was playing I'd be like, Well, good thing we didn't do that because this would have happened or oof. We picked the wrong one on that one. Because I mean how are you yeah. supposed to read the road event card and not read what the outcomes are it's like, on the back. Um, oh. You get the card, and it's like, <laughs> do you shoot the birds or do you leave the birds alone? And you get to look at the back and be like, oof. Well, those were options. And I've had, uh, we've done two road events, and one of them had nothing good. Man, come that out bird of it. one, though, right? The other option of it was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Eep. Oh. Indeed. So I know because I will I never know. them. Yeah, will, you never uh, need I, to know. I will never know. And I, I do don't not want to know. know. I know in the rule book it states that city events usually okay, road events rarely okay. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I did find out a rule for that, which we'll cover back whenever we get off off mic and all that. But yeah, okay, anyway, we're good. Okay. All right. I like the character I've been playing with Gloomhaven though. Like the I'm playing the big brute dude, mm-hmm. and I like our party combination we got now. Like Rainy's the uh, the spellcaster. The spell weaver, I think is what it's called. Yeah, spell weaver, and also like I got all those element things. Activating elements is my big character thing. Big favorite. Yeah, I like making those elements activate. Dan, you're playing the little tinkerer dude. Yeah, little tinkerer dude. I chose it clearly because it had a cog as its symbol. <laughs> and and for eagle eared listeners, I play I play Admech and Warhammer. For those eagle ear listeners, I play Admech and Warhammer. So, <laughs> of course, I'm going to go with the cog. Yeah. You always gotta love building things. It's Ritter, just, your, yeah. Your rogue was really cool when you played it there for a while. Yeah, it's the only one that's a human to start. Oh, really? Interestingly enough. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, does all the good roguey things. Yeah. You got invisibility, you got throwing knives, you got looting, you got moving fast, you got singling people out, you got uh, ganging up on people. That's uh, a lot of cool stuff out of there. What you expect? Yeah. I was going to say, I really like my dude's race. He's like a little, kind of like a rock dude, kind of. Everyone's a different race. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what I'm you are. I'm not quite a rock dude, but I kind of look like a rock dude. I'm like blue. I think you're like somewhat mechanical, like in and of your, I think you're, no, you're not. I know that Hannah's character is a vermling, 
which are like these rat people. Basically Skaven. Yeah, basically Skaven. Kyles and Inox, Enox, which are like Inox these group. somewhat rhino-looking people. Got big horns on their head. Rainy's made of crystals. I know yeah. that. Crystal. Yeah, that's like her race is crystal people. Race is about, uh, we live like a thousand years and we spend a lot of time meditating and stuff, I guess. Yeah, crystal gems over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the other dude is a rock. He's just Cragheart. He's just a St- actual He's stone man. child. I'm so sad I didn't pick him. But. Yeah. Well, maybe next character. Maybe, maybe next character. No, 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 no. Like, wh- one of the things I, I talk about, like, those those quest cards, those, like, lifelong quest card things I was talking about, mm-hmm. a few of them have a, the ability to unlock a sealed character in the box. Cause, like, Every single one of them will unlock something no, in the box. No, I looked up spo- I looked up some things online. How Somebody, dare you? No, no, I didn't actually look up spoilers. Somebody said that they had a... Because I was looking up how the wording of my card, like, how it worked, because I needed to know that for checking off a couple of things. Yeah. And somebody said they had that one and a different one. And they didn't ex- name specifically what it was, but theirs didn't give them a new character. It gave them something for the town. And oh. they were really sad that they didn't get to unlock a new character. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's something you got to look at when you get dealt the personal quest, is yeah. it will show what it unlocks. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And if it doesn't have a symbol, it does something else. But, like, a big mass of the part of that box is, like, a bunch of sealed character boxes that you don't get to pick whenever you first start the game, because there's, like... Eleven. Six- Eleven? Eleven lock characters. Eleven lock characters, and you have to go through those big quests to unlock one of those characters. I love that a lot. That's really cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's it's a fantastic game. It really You've is. got a group of a couple guys, or gals, or dogs. You've got a bunch of dogs. <laughs> Buy this game. Dogs will love eating all those little miniatures. Indeed. Yeah, definitely going to eat them. The price tag of it is like what ninety bucks on Amazon now. It has come down to be ninety five dollars, which is super surprising because I would imagine that's a like two hundred dollar game yeah, with all the that going on. It. It's a real big box, real hefty box. It's yeah, worth twenty the price. pounds. Yeah, and it swole. It may sound like <laughs> a lot of money to you guys out there, but it is a lot of game in that box. Like that, you yeah. play that game for a long time and still not be done with it. Right. I, I kind of want to see if they're going to come out with other like additions of it. So like Gloomhaven in space or like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could do so much with that, like, system. Yeah, with the yeah, cards yeah. and the unlocking of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've invented a good system. That would they be did. cool, yeah. Can't argue with that. All right. So, uh, hey, where are we got Guys, where are we going to be here in less than a month? Origins! Where, where, where might our listener find us? Origins if I should live Game so long. Fair. The Origins Game Fair in yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Very excited. We'll be there the weekend very hype it's all about board games all about games there's also a lot of art vendors and like fun little craft vendors there i usually get myself some really nice art and like little goblin statues yeah we're gonna be there saturday and sunday because we we got them real jobs until you people start paying us for our content jeez reloaders jeez send me an email with five dollars in it just the the actual physical five dollar bill figure it out we'll give you a puppy digitize the silk five dollar bill. <laughs> the silken five dollar <laughs> bill. Me silk five. I was mistaken. I will never make said mistake again. <laughs> or will you? But my point was they aren't made of paper. <laughs> that was my only paper. point. They smell bad. You notice our money's terrible. Yeah, like everything dirty. about yeah, our money it is, is terrible. Able to be teared. It's it smells bad. If you look at if you look at a dollar bill, you very rarely have it like in a position where you would see everything in the right orientation because you're handing it to a cashier or you're putting it in a vending machine. Are Canada, you in full-on money snob yes. over here? What? So Currency Canada snob? has money that instead of having 
like uh, if the dollar bill is orientated where you can see things instead of landscape, it's landscape portrait. it's portrait. It's portrait, and it makes so much more goddamn sense. And it's differently colored, like yeah. the euros and so, all that so stuff. Like it's a like a dollar red, blue, is a different color from a ten. Doesn't the Canada one also smell like maple syrup? I'm pretty sure that's. I think that's. I think that's fake. No, nah, I can't I'm be real. Googling it. You keep that's, talking. But yeah, so we're gonna be at racist. origins. Yeah, we're gonna be origins. So uh, if you're at origins and. You see three two cartoon or four cartoon characters walking around. That's us. We're the cartoon characters. Don't at me. We Don't at Ritter. Walk cycles and everything. I was thinking, whenever yes. whenever we add Gunman to the podcast, and we gotta redraw our our logos and stuff, mm. can we just have the same logo, but then like and like a Photoshop, like somebody just cuts out a gun from a picture and puts it at the end, and then we'll put a beard on it and a ponytail. <laughs> I would like more that you just zoom out the existing photo and he's been under the table the whole time. Just oh a gun? Oh my god, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> oh. Like wide-eyed, crazy, scruffy looking. So, uh, anybody looking for anything at Origins in sp- particular? I looked at everything there and no. Is oh. there anything good there? Yeah, I mean, it'll be worth going, I think. I'm, I'm saying that there's nothing new. Like, there's nothing from, like, the... People where I got Stonebound Saga, like they're not going to be there. Mm. Uh, mm. Plaid Hat Games is not going to be there. The Starship Samurai people. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Um, wow. So neither of them. So I was kind of bummed about that. Uh, Cephalofair is going to be there, right? They are. They have yeah. their new expansion coming out, right? Forgotten Realms. Oh, not Forgotten Realms. That's the indie. Um, Forgotten Circles. Forgotten Circles. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a thing. I don't know when you get into that, though. Like if that's a late game thing or I what? I have no idea. Yeah, that needs me more research. I think it's I like twenty extra scenarios or something to, uh, for Gloomhaven. Oh yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, it's an yeah. expansion. I mean, I'll buy that. Been out for almost two years now. Yeah, the one that we're getting is second printing. Oh, it's had some typos fixed. Had some like various quality of life improvements, from what I understand, rule clarifications and stuff like that. Maybe the uh, scenarios will just slot in like uh, like I'd imagine the secret cabalist scenario just kind of. It could be a random map that you find. Every now and then you find random dungeon maps that could uh, be just added to that deck. That last scenario that we did was from a Patreon, wasn't it? Like a patron? Kickstarter. Wrote, Kickstarter? Kickstarter backer wrote it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. So I imagine all the, the like... That's cool. I don't I just imagine I don't you know. can do them in whatever order you want, besides like the main story one that's obviously in there. Yeah, but which one is the main storyline? we got no too many knows. threads going on. Yeah. Hey, hey, no hey. Hey. Uh, apparently, because it's made of plastic, and it's not a good plastic, they're prone to melting, and when they get hot and kind of start to get a little melty, they exude a scent that smells like maple syrup. <laughs> oh, oh Canada. Yeah, <laughs> There's no, uh, specific thing added to intentionally make it smell like maple syrup, but the melting of the plastic money does smell like sweet maple syrup. God, our money is trash. Yeah, it is. Mm. Why don't you even have pennies? I like maple syrup whenever I melt it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ritter. What? What smell does the laun- the money make when you allegedly launder it? Does it smell like downy? Does it smell it's like... It's whatever your fabric softener what smells What fabric like. softener do you use? I don't know. It's got a bear on it. Tire smoke. Uh, I don't use fabric softener. I don't either. We use these cotton balls. Oh, like these big, just... huge, like, orbs of cotton. I think it's bounce. We just have know. dryer sheets. Like, is, that's not fabric softener. That's different uh, than fabric softener. M up their laundry game by oh. buying these woolen balls. Fancy. Hmm. We just have cats and a dog, so we use the dryer sheets that way. We just use our dead cats and dogs. Oh. Yeah, we just throw uh, Crunchy in there. It's fine. 
Crunchy. It's probably fine. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Privateer Press at Origins. I really hope that they're mm. going to be there. They oh, should be there. I didn't see them either. I'm looking forward to they all should the nice be there. They were there Malfo last year. I went and looked oh, through yeah. every single thing at that place. Hmm? I don't remember seeing Privateer Press, but I will check again. Wait. Is Malifaux Privateer Press or is it a different one? I thought it was a different one. I don't uh, know. I remember one. we went to... That guy was so excited to show us Malifaux. And it was just such like a mediocre like miniatures Wrapped game. Wrapped up in its theme. It's like the. It reminded me a lot of that Gloom game where it's like, Oh, oh look, yeah. you got him poisoned by a sparrow. Ah, oh, look how miserable these people are. Oh, I've got the most miserable family. Ah, oh, I win. Something like that. You know, yeah. It's just like... It's it's it's. I don't know if it's supposed to be edgy. I don't know if it's supposed to be like gothy. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed. I would say gothy. It's like wrapped up in its own theme. Yeah, destroyed by its own theme. I know they were releasing like a bigger like army scale miniatures game with it. That uh, it looked all right. It had um, had like these British looking guys with the uh, piff helmets. If you know what I, I mean, like nope. the. If you ever see, like, I am the explorer in the cartoon, and he has, like, the weird big helmet. With it has, the, like, the spike on it? It doesn't have the spike on it, but no. it's, like... Two spikes. No spikes. Three spikes. No. It's, like, conical, and Four it... Four spikes? Uh, it's neither here or there. Okay. But for the two listeners out there, like, <laughs> oh, yes, I do know what a piff helmet is. <laughs> they wall them in the Zulu walls. You mean, like, like the time? Like Zulu time? No, Zulu, like, the, the African tribe. That the British fought in, like, uh, Rhodesia. Zulu time is about the world that. time. That's pretty interesting. Yeah! The There's a really good movie in, like, the 50s or 60s. I think it's just called Zulu. Hmm. And it was, like, like these, like, 30 or 40... I thought it was the 40... made the ship go warp speed. No, that's Sulu. That's <gasps> Star Trek. Um, How dare you confuse Sulu with Zulu. Mr. Sulu. Mr. Zulu. Right. He's okay. the captain of the Excelsior. That's, that's why I always say Excelsior. He becomes captain. That's oh, Star spoilers. Trek. Jeez. Spoilers. Jeez, spoilers for the first Star Trek Man. season. Man, me and Dan have uh, taken up Rainy's spoiler throne here. Oh my God, I I'm sorry, I ruined a. I think it was a movie that came out in the '80s. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you really biting at the ch- the chomp to watch all the old Star Chomping Trek movies? Bit. Kind that's of. The, that's actually, phrase. Undiscovered Country is the best one. Don't at me. Because <sighs> you can't. Because you can't. All right. There's also the one with the space hoagie that wanted to talk to the whales. Now you're just making. But that happened stuff. before the Spock died, and then the Spock didn't die. Well, spoilers double. But then there was Khan who Stop. killed Kurt's son. This must be stopped. Kurt, I feel like he's making it up at this point. No, the space hoagie is so real. It has the greatest line. There's this bit actor who comes in that, and answers I'm the phone, this and he's podcast. And he's like, this, taking it home. I'm checking <laughs> out. I'm checking out. Commander out Officer Officer Rogerson. Out Checkout time was about 20 minutes ago. I've, I've checked out. I've packed up my bags. They're in the car. Right. But you got to learn more about trying, the space hoagie. We have to talk more about Star Trek 4. Like, I didn't even tell you when Chekhov goes about to how he didn't get his coffee. I just want to return we can't, my key. Yeah, we're just trying to Wait. check out. No, and you are. we got to go to the taxi. <laughs> I'm about to just take the bus. The with bus me. is full. Podcast. The bus is leaving. Our Uber is here. We got an Uber back up. No, stay with Star Trek 4 with me. Um, it has the space hoagies. That's I'm just taking the, the key with me. I'm just what taking the got? key with me. I'm just taking Bill the key the with me bucks. and I'm leaving. Ritter, say it. Okay, bye.